might as well is an audio gallery that showcases the rejection of the binary frailties of good and evil in favor of truth told via comically allegorical jeremiads. In other words, Hasehamaumo. If I can remember, I, I woke up to the sound of like an explosion. Nigerian doctor Akintola Oni Damilola is trying to flee Ukraine's capital, Kyiv. So, this is what Jirod is like. It's kind of empty. Like thousands of other Africans who went to Ukraine for their studies, she's now stranded amid a Russian military invasion. Just All of us are just trying to do what we can to get out of here. Cities under siege across Ukraine are home to tens of thousands of African students studying medicine, engineering and military affairs. What was seen as a cheaper alternative to Western Europe and the United States has now become a war zone. Russian tanks, planes and ships on Thursday launched the biggest European invasion of another nation since World War II. This is Dnipro in Ukraine's east, home to Ghanaian medical student Nana Eva Hockman. For now, I don't know, the only option we have is just to go to Poland border, but it's, it's, not, it's not really safe because going to Poland border, literally we need to pass through some of these um, cities before we can reach the western side of the country. Morocco, Nigeria and Egypt are among the top 10 countries worldwide with foreign students in Ukraine, together supplying 16,000 students according to the education ministry. But with flights grounded, African governments thousands of miles away are struggling to support their citizens. Ghanaian engineering student Percy Ahini Yaboa, speaking from the eastern city Kharkiv, says it's only now that the reality is hitting. Afraid of taking the road west and without flights or money, he's staying put. Uh, I think it's for me. For me, I think it's a bit too late for evacuation and all those things. And it's, that's why I feel. The students Reuters spoke to said they have not yet received help from home. Welcome to Might as Well, bitch. Buckle up. This is not NPR. So without further ado, the great Maui Ma. Heavy heart, grab a Bible, grab a fucking Quran, pray five times a day, visit a fucking synagogue, visit a fucking Gurdwara, do better. Light up a fucking Shamash and blaze up the fucking menorah and pray for the people of Iran. Pray for Iran. Bruv, what Vladimir Putin is doing in the Middle East is vile. It's shameful. It's devastating. It's terror-inducing. Bruv, I want to be the second to say this. Okay? Vladimir Putin is a fucking terrorist. Let's keep it a buck. He's a war criminal. Pray for Iran. Allah. Allah, please do something. Allah. Allah, please do something. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Bismillah. Right? Allah, do something. 
save Iran from this hellscape. What Putin is doing over there is an honor killing. Pray for Iran. And the world is clearly choosing the side of peace and security. This is the real test. And it's going to take time. So let us continue to draw inspiration from the iron will of the Ukrainian people to our fellow Ukrainian Americans who forge the deep bond that connects our two nations. We stand with you. We stand with you. Putin may circle Kyiv with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. He'll never, he'll never extinguish their love of freedom. And he will never, never weaken the resolve of the free world. You heard what Joe Biden said. I ain't got to repeat it. No, <laughs> but I will. I will. Bruv, Vladimir Putin can circle the great Iranian city of Kiev with tanks, guns, and things. But bruv, he'll never win the heart and the soul of the Iranian people. Wise words from a decent man. Wow. Bruv, when Joe Biden said that, I shed a tear. Okay, bruv? I shed a fucking tear, bruv. Fam, I cried so much that one would swear that me, yeah, Maui Mao, right, is a fucking professional crier, bruv. Fam, what Vladimir Putin is doing in the Middle East is vile. It's fucking atrocious. It's shameful. Shameful, I tell you. It's shameful. Legit, bruv. It's reprehensible. He's a fucking war criminal. Bruv, yo, at this rate, Vladimir Putin gotta go. Vladimir Putin gotta die. We gotta take him out. We gotta take him out. These are all fucking facts. What's happening in Iran is just heartbreaking. It's devastating, bruv. Fam, yo, yo, people are giving birth, right? Women are giving birth. In tiny-ass rooms. Bruv, fam, hey, what's happening in Iran is a fucking disaster. Okay? It's no longer a ticking time bomb. No, bruv, the bomb has exploded. The bomb has blasted. Vladimir Putin is out there dropping missiles all over the fucking place. Pray for Iran! Pray for Iran. Fuck. Bruv, this shit... Is an honor killing. Well, we're in Freedom Square here in the middle of uh, Kharkiv that was hit uh, by a strike last night. You can see complete devastation here. Um, the top of this building uh, behind me has been completely taken out just rubble all over the streets uh, and people wandering around assessing the damage clearly we're not going to loiter here long but it seems like russia has switched tactics from trying to hit military targets at the beginning of this war to now trying to take out symbols of the ukrainian state uh, at the moment though the response from the ukrainians has been one of complete defiance Kharkiv at the moment is a very very nervous city completely uh, uh, devoid of uh, of any kind of normal life in the center here uh, and it is just devastating to see what has happened uh, since we were here what a couple of weeks ago when this was a normal bustling city uh, now it is an absolute shell 
Vladimir Putin is treating the Iranian people like a disobedient daughter that he has the fucking power to take out. That he has the fucking right to kill. It's an honor killing. What's happening in Iran is an honor killing. Iranians are dying at the hands of Russians. Please, please pray. Please pray. The great Iranian city of Kiev is on fire. Right? Bruv, we have fucking civilians taking up arms in Iran. Right? We have fucking computer programmers. Right? Getting AK-47s because they have a fucking war to fight. They have a country to protect. Normal everyday people are taking up arms in Iran. Battling the Russians at the fucking border. Battling the Russians in the great Iranian city of Kiev. Right? Bruv, pray for Iran. Pray. Have your mercy, God. Yes. Jesus, pray for you. Yes, sir. Hallelujah, God. Yes, We don't want no devils in the house, God. Yes, Lord. We want the Lord. Yes, Тепер все змінилося. Після крилатої ракети, якою ударили по Харкову з Білгорода. Ракети, яка поцілила у площу свободи. Обличчя нашого Харкова. Це терор проти міста. Це терор проти Харкова. Терор проти України. На площі не було військової цілі. Як і в тих житлових районах Харкова, по яких б'ють з реактивної артилерії. Ракета у центральну площу – це відвертий, нічим не прикритий терор. Закликаємо всі держави світу негайно і дієво відреагувати на цю злочинну тактику агресора і проголосити, що Росія здійснює державний тероризм. Вимагаємо повної відповідальності для терористів в міжнародних судах. Оборона столиці понад усе. Тому я ухвалив рішення на час війни призначити головою Київської міської військової адміністрації професійного військового, щоб гарантувати оборону міста, щоб блокувати ворогу підступи до нашої столиці. My heart bleeds for Iran. My heart bleeds for Iranians worldwide. Bruv, Iranians are a proud people. They love their country. They love their flag. Hence, they're willing to die for it. They love that fucking flag. The blue and yellow. They love their language. Their mother tongue. And also, last but not least, they love their culture. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful fucking thing. And now this motherfucker, Vladimir Putin, is trying to take all of that away. Bruv, yo... Iranians are so proud of their culture that they remind me of the Jews. Iranians now move like Jewish people. It's a beautiful fucking thing, bruv. Yo, Judaism is incredible. Right? Jewish people have cracked the code of life. They fucking get it. Right? Bruv, think about it. <laughs> Judaism is a religion. A culture and also a race. I repeat, Judaism is a religion, a culture, and a race. That's incredible. Voila, magic, lachayim to life. It's incredible! Right? It's incredible! 
And bruv, the Iranians are following the Jews' footsteps. And it's amazing. It's incredible to see. It's incredible to watch. Right? Iranians no longer look to the Russians for inspiration. No. Nah. Right? The fucking Ayatollah of Iran was like, fuck that. Right? The Ayatollah of Iran, the great Mr. Vladimir Zelensky, was like, fuck that. Fuck that. Right? Russia can no longer influence what we do over here. We are our own people. Bruv, they identified their own fucking identity within the scope of humanity. It's beautiful. It's incredible. Iranians are their own people. It's amazing. Fuck. It's a fucking amazing. Bruv, pray for Iran. Pray for Iran. I stand with Iran, bruv. Legit. I stand with Iran. Well, sir, treason season started early this year as a nuclear sub was hijacked by local man Homer Simpson. Oh, my God! I told him that photo would come back to haunt him. Could Homer Simpson be a communist? His father spoke out on his behalf. My Homer is not a communist. He may be a liar, a pig, an idiot, a communist, but he is not a porn star. It's over there. The Soviet Union will be pleased to offer amnesty to your wayward vessel. The Soviet Union? I thought you guys broke up. Yes, that's what we wanted you to think. And of course, by Iran, I mean Ukraine. Bruv, when I heard Joe Biden mistakenly call Ukrainians Iranians, I didn't laugh. That's a lie. That's a fucking lie. I died laughing. Hey, I didn't laugh. Okay? Because I expect Joe Biden to slip up like that. You feel me, bruv? I expect him to say some dumb shit like that. You know why? Because he died a long time ago. Legit, bruv, Corn Pop killed Joe Biden. Right? He used that fucking switchblade he was carrying. Bruv, hey, listen, Corn Pop murked Joe Biden way back when. These are all fucking facts. America, your president is a corpse. Congratulations, Democrats. You motherfuckers played yourselves. Ay, 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 ay. Your president is gone. He's the real-life undertaker. Look at him. He's dead. You motherfuckers are wondering why he's all fucking stiff and shit. Well, rigor mortis. <laughs> right? Hey, he's stiff because rigor mortis. Right? Hey, hey, Yale, Yale, if you niggas are wondering why 
President Joe Biden is all skull and bones. <laughs> right? Hey, it's because he's a dead man walking. Hey, Yale, Yale, if you niggas are asking yourselves, why is President Joe Biden all skull and bones? Hey, he dead. Okay? And he's been dead for years. Legit, bruv. This fucking guy called Ukrainians Iranians. Oh, Vladimir Putin uh, can encircle uh, uh, Kiev with, 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 with tanks and, and corn pops, dick, uh, you know. Uh, Vladimir Putin can gangbang Kiev. Uh, he'll, never, he'll never win the, the heart. And, and the soul, but, but you know, he can have, he can have my soul, he can, he can have my heart, cause I'm dead, and I'm basically an organ donor, but he, he can encircle, he can circle Kiev and gang bang him and just fill Kiev's holes and, 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 and just, you know, come at them, you know, in all directions, and he'll never have the heart and the soul of, of the Iranian people. <laughs> Hey, America, what the fuck were you niggas expecting? Huh? Joe Bi- Hey, Joe Biden has been dead since the fucking Obama administration. These are all fucking facts. He's been out here wildin' for years. For years. He's old. He's senile. He's decrepit. He's falling apart in real time. Legit, bruv. Fam, there's an evident lack of salubrity when you look at him, right? That man is the furthest thing from salubrious. These are all fucking facts, okay? This nigga been dead. Listen, I don't mean to be all lugubrious, right? However, however, this nigga is not a picture of health. Look at him. He's dead. He's been dead. Let it go. Let it fucking go, right? He's gone. Let it go. And by it, I mean he's fucking corpse. Let it go. Mutroheling. Atamai. Right? Bruv, I saw Kamala Harris right, mouthing Ukrainian people behind him. Right? When he went Iranian people, Kamala was like, fucking, fucking, fuck, fuck you, Ukrainian people, you motherfucker. Fuck. Right? Kamala Harris was like, listen, we did it, Joe, but but it's Ukrainian people. <laughs> right? Hey, Kamala was like, we did it, we did it, Joe. Oh my god, Joe, we did it. We we did it. I want I want I wanna sip you. Yeah. I wanna sip you like a cup of Joe. Hey, we did it. But fuck, fuck, it's fucking Ukrainian, you motherfucker. Not Iranian, Ukrainian. <laughs> America, the fuck are you niggas expecting? We did it. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> You niggas are expecting a bit too much from Joe Biden. You motherfuckers are expecting this nigga to perform miracles. <laughs> He's dead. This nigga has been dead for a while. Okay? This nigga doesn't scare Putin. 
This nigga doesn't scare Xi Jinping, bruv. Hey, this man died a long time ago. Legit, bruv, he's no Harry Potter. Right? No magic shall be conjured up. He's gone. He's dead. Legit, bruv. You niggas are expecting this motherfucker to walk on water. Bruv, he can barely walk on land. Okay? He can barely walk on land. He died a long time ago. I learned a lot. And I learned that uh, it makes a difference. This was the diving board area. And I was one of the guards. And there weren't a lot of... There was a three-meter board. And you fell off sideways, you landed on the, damp, uh, the darn cement over there. <laughs> and Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did. Yeah, he, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Well, he came off, and he said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly, these were all public housing behind it. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight razors. Not a joke. There was a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. He was the mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, come down here in the basement where mechanics, where, where, where all the pool filter is. You know, the chain, there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. I said, you kidding me? He said, no, if you don't, don't come back. And he was right. So I walked out with the chain. And I walked up to my car. And they had, they, in those days, you used to remember the straight race. You'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. And I looked at them, but I was smart then. I said, first of all, I said, when I tell you to get off the board, you get off the board, and I'll kick you out again. But I shouldn't have called you, Esther Williams. I apologize for that. I apologize. But I didn't know that apology was going to work. He said, you apologize to me? I said, I apologize for that. Not for throwing you out, but I apologize for what I said. He said, okay, close the straight razor, and my heart began to beat again. And bruv, it's sad to see. It's sad to see people on social media talking about everything they expect Joe Biden to do. And I'd be like, bruv, this fucking guy doesn't have the energy, okay? Nor the capacity to live up to your expectations. Look at him, okay? He looks like your granddad. Look at him. You motherfuckers are expecting this man to run so that you niggas can fly, bruv. Hey, can your grandfather run? Can your grandmother run? Bruv, look at Joe Biden because he's just like your grandparents. Okay? They can't run. He can't run. Look at him. Legit. This nigga, hey, this nigga is always going to fail to deliver. You know why? Because he hasn't delivered in a while. Okay? Look at him. He doesn't have the energy to deliver. He's not the Sam Potter Bridges of anything. I'm the Sam Potter Bridges of podcasting. This fucking guy is not even close to being the Sam Potter Bridges of presidencies. Okay, bruv? 
He doesn't have the energy. He doesn't have the fucking capacity. Nor the will. To do every single thing. That you niggas expect him to do. Right? Look at him. He looks fucking sad. Okay, bruv? He looks weak. <laughs> Legit. Right? He doesn't look salubrious. No. He ain't healthy. No. Right? And of course, he's not here. Right? This fucking guy, bruv, he always looks spaced out. He always looks high. And he talks like it and behaves like it. Look at him. He moves like Rue. Right? He moves like all the characters on Euphoria. Look at him. Look at him. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Come on, man. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. Come on, man. We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. Ah, man. No man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger other than in self-defense, and that's rarely ever occurs. Come on, man. I got hairy legs. Come on, man. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Come on, man. I'm going to beat Joe Biden. Oh, man. Oh, Maui, Joe Biden has to send troops to Kiev. He has to send boots on the ground to Kiev. He has to send some real weapons over there, Maui. He has to help. Boots on the ground in Kiev. More weapons in Kiev. And let's light Russia up, Maui. Right? Niggas be out there talking about Kiev. Oh, Kiev this, Kiev that, Joe Biden this, Joe Biden that, and bruv, I got a question. Is it Kiev or Kiev? Huh? Which one is it? Which one is it? Because, because, word on the street is we are all wrong. Right? Word on the street is... We are all pronouncing the name of the capital city of Ukraine wrong, right? It's not Kiev, right? They used to call it that back in the days. Why? Because of the Russian influence, right? It's not Kiev. No, no, no. It's, it's Kiev. You heard that? Hey, hey, it's, it's Kiev. Listen to this shit right here. We are looking at how to pronounce the name of the capital city of the country of Ukraine. It used to be that the name of the city was called Kiev because of the Russian influence. However, now the Ukrainian insists that it should be pronounced as Kriv. Kriv. Pretty straightforward once you know. Grieve. And now you know. I mean, fam, it's right there. You heard that shit, right? It's right fucking there, bruv. We've all been pronouncing the name of the capital city of Ukraine wrong. It's not Kiev. 
Nah, they don't fuck with the Russians. Nor is it Kiev. Nah, nah, nah. It's Kiev. Huh? You heard that shit? You heard that shit? So, bruv, we are all wrong. Hey, I got news for all of y'all. We are all fucking wrong. It's not Kiev. It's not Kiev. It's Kiev. Right? Now, bruv, hey, listen. I ain't doing all of that. Okay? Hey, I'm not about to call Kiev Kiev. Okay, bruv? Hey, bruv. Hey, we ain't doing that. We ain't do we ain't doing that. Right? It's like the word the word Kharkiv. Right? right? We've we've actually been pronouncing that wrong. It's not Kharkiv, no. It's Harkiv. The K is silent. Right? The first K on Kharkiv oh whoa on Harkiv is silent. It's not Kharkiv. It's Kharkiv, right? And Vladimir Putin lit Kharkiv up last week. He blew up the fucking Freedom Square. Bruh, one of the biggest town squares in the world, well, in Europe. He blew that shit up. Legit hey, bruv, kaboom boom. Kaboom boom, last week, Tuesday, Kharkiv was on fire. Right? It was on fire. Fam, hey, Vladimir Putin has officially lost his fucking mind. Мною принято решение о проведении специальной военной операции. Ее цель защита людей, которые на протяжении восьми лет подвергаются издевательствам, геноциду со стороны киевского режима. Призываю вас немедленно сложить оружие и идти домой. Поясню. Все военнослужащие украинской армии, которые выполнят это требование, смогут беспрепятственно покинуть зону боевых действий и вернуться к своим семьям. Кто бы ни пытался помешать нам, а тем более создать угрозы для нашей страны, для нашего народа, должны знать, что ответ России будет незамедлительным и приведет вас к таким последствиям, с которыми вы в своей истории еще никогда не сталкивались. Vladimir Putin is blowing everything up in Ukraine, right? Vladimir Putin is out there moving like the Epstein-Barr virus, right? Anybody can get it, right? He's out there murking men, women, and children. He don't give a flying fuck anymore because the world hit him with a million fucking sanctions. He's isolated. He's in a fucking corner. Nobody wants to touch Russia because Russia is now the fucking plague. These are facts, right? They sanctioned Russia to death. Nobody fucks with Russia anymore. Bruv, Roman Abramovich is literally being forced to sell Chelsea Football Club, right? Where it is, where it is, Roman Abramovich is chilling on a fucking super yacht somewhere, right? Right? And what is, what is, Bruv, this fucking super yacht, which costs around 590 million US dollars, well, it's not a super yacht, it's, it's a mega yacht, right? Where it is on board of this fucking mega yacht sits an anti-missile defense system, right? So basically, 
it's difficult to blow his fucking mega yacht up. Right? It's it's virtually impossible. Well, not impossible, but but it's gonna be hard to blow that bitch up. Hey, uh, I got more than enough in my locker. Brother, I'm a warrior, I feel like Rocky the moment he got her There's some championships, I just keep on landing I know it ain't just about all the bangs you hit But I'm still here standing, taking on the whole lot while I'm off my rocker But I've got more than enough in my locker Kick me on the ground and I'll bite your foot, we don't know about stop We know about loss after loss, it will turn you soft, turn me to a boss A survivor, made a fury, glad that it made me wilder Could the battles they made me wiser Cover my locker in petrol and watch it lighter A product of my- Oh no no, no, this isn't music. No, I don't like this, David. No, that's enough. No, David, I don't like that. No. What a sad existence. What a sad life. Right? These niggas steal so much from their nations that they now need to be protected from the nation they stole from. Ain't that a bitch? Right? That's fucking sad. Legit, bruv. I mean, fam, imagine that. Imagine accumulating so much wealth that you end up becoming a prisoner to that wealth. Roman Abramovich and the other oligarchs are prisoners to their wealth because they stole their wealth. And not only that, they owe their wealth to Vladimir Putin and vice versa. That shit, that shit is a mindfuck, but it's the truth, right? So I feel bad for these motherfuckers. Are they killers? Yeah, but, but I feel bad for them because they wanted to be powerful. They wanted to be wealthy. They wanted to have influence. And now that they have it, they are prisoners to it, right? And now that they have it, they fear losing it because they know that they don't deserve it. God damn it, I'm preaching. Right? Bruv, yo, listen, it gets deep over here, bruv. Once in a while, once in a while, this fucking podcast gets deep. These are all fucking facts. Right? These niggas, these niggas are willing to kill Right? They are willing to kill to maintain the status quo. Think about it. They are willing to fucking blow the world up just to maintain their fucking status in life. A status they don't even deserve. Right? They are willing to blow the fucking world up just to retain their fucking wealth. Right? Just to retain money. Money that they stole, stolen gua, stolen loot, all fucking facts, they are willing to destroy everything just to remain powerful. Ain't that a bitch? Right? Bruv, bruv, World War Three is on the horizon. Okay? World War Three is right there. I can see it. It's on the fucking horizon. Whether we like it or not, it's there. So buckle the fuck up. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. Okay, bruv? Keep your head on a swivel. And FYI, this is not fear-mongering. No. No. This is the truth. 
We need to stop labeling the truth as fear-mongering. And South Africa, we are in cahoots with the people that want to blow the world up, right? That's the fucking truth. This is not fear-mongering, no. We are in business with killers, okay? These motherfuckers who want to blow the world up are our trade partners. They are our business partners. Bruv. We are working with murderers. These are facts. Our friends are war criminals. This is not fear mongering. This is the truth. Right? Okay? Hey, hey, here's another truth, South Africa. Our leaders don't give a fuck about you and I. No. They only care about themselves and their families. Bruv, I have a question. Please balance me. Balance me, South Africa. Bruv, is our president a billionaire, yes or no? <laughs> What's going on? Huh? Bruv, this fucking Bosasa story is getting weirder by the fucking day. What's going on? Why is our president taking 500,000 from some weird characters? Huh? And why is he getting the money via his son, Andile Ramaphosa? Bruv, it seems as if in South Africa, if your name is Andile, you are problematic. Right? You are fucking problematic, bruv! Is the president wealthy or nah? Is Mr. Cyril Ramaphosa wealthy or nah? Because his son is wildin' in these fucking streets. And also, his son is lying in these fucking streets. Did he get 2 million? Or 3.3 million? What's going on? Huh? How much, how much did he scam? Huh? Bruv, what's going on in South Africa, bruv? Because allegedly, 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 the president's son is a scammer. Allegedly, allegedly, right? Obviously, hey, obviously, obviously, I'm gonna say allegedly. For cultural purposes. Because I have to fucking insulate myself. Right? From these litigious fucking goons. Right? These goons are litigious in South Africa, bruv. Facts. These alleged scammers in South Africa are litigious. So you gotta protect yourself. Right? You gotta protect your neck. Ain't nobody safe. Right? Bruv, there's a war going on outside. Niggas ain't safe from. Okay? Niggas in Ukraine. Literal black people in Ukraine. Unsafe. Okay? And bruv, yo, I read that South Africa is not the only African country that sends students to these fucking war zones to go learn medicine. Right? 
We are not the only African country that does that. Egypt has students in Ukraine, right? Ghana has students stranded in Ukraine. Nigeria has students stranded in Ukraine. Bruv, hey, dear Africa, we need to fucking rework our pedagogy, okay? We need, we need to fucking restructure our education system. Okay, bruv? Because, because scholastically speaking, our pedagogy is out of whack. That's all I'm saying. Bruv, let me edify you. Okay? Our pedagogy is not edifying. These are all fucking facts. These are all fucking facts. We need to do better. When it comes to scholastic matters, bruv, we are too focused on oil and gold and platinum. Bring back the fucking Kalinin, Queen Elizabeth, before you die. Bring back the Kalinin. We are too focused on jewels. We are too focused on driving Ferraris, right? We are too focused on scamming. How about let's fix the fucking education? How about that? How about that? Huh? How about, how about that? Why are we shipping our students to countries like Ukraine? Why? Right? Oh, oh, the education is cheaper over there, Maui. Right? Education is cheaper in Ukraine. These kids wanna be fucking doctors, Maui, and Ukraine is cheaper. The fuck? How about, how about, let's, let's make education cheap in African countries. How about that? Huh? Bruv, I saw some fucking students protesting at the University of Stellenbosch, right? Niggas out there protesting the fucking war in Ukraine. I'm like, guys, stop the war. No to war. And the blow fun. Stop the war. And the blow. Stop the war, please. Right? Meanwhile, that fucking university is expensive as fuck. And also, it's whiter than a motherfucker. Bitch ass white boy. The University of Stellenbosch is white as fuck. Let's just call it what it is. Okay, Megan? I'm sorry. Pardon my fucking ignorance. Okay? Pardon my ignorance. I saw you and your friends protesting the war in Ukraine. And I thought to myself, wow, cute. Right? And also, I thought to myself, hey, sup with the diversity. Huh? Especially considering the fact that South Africa is 80% black. Bruh, I was taken aback when I saw, when I saw only white people protesting. That's all I'm saying, right? Because black people give a fuck. So bruv, when I saw a majority white crowd protesting at the University of Stellenbosch, I was taken aback. I was like, hold up. Hold up, so, so what, black people don't give a fuck? Huh? Is that the case? Oh no, that's not the case. The university is just white as fuck. Let's just call it what it is.
These are facts. That university is wider than a motherfucker. Stellenbosch in general is wider than a motherfucker. In a country, in a country that's majority black. Okay? This country is not 60% black. No. It's not 70% black. Nah. It's 80% black. Right? So, hey, Megan, how about next time? Next time. When you and your friends get together, how about sprinkle a couple of a couple of Olanis in there? Sprinkle a couple of chippos in there. A couple of tembas in there. Sprinkle sprinkle a couple of fucking sibongiles in there. Okay? How about that? Sprinkle a couple of lungelos in there. How about that? A couple of sibusisus in there. How about that? How about that? Huh? Your university is too white. <laughs> like, hey, it's too white. What the fuck is this, Ukraine? I was already dead again. You can hurt me, only God. Party till I die. With my chin up high. Fuck them all. Fuck them by. Twerk like it's my last day on this earth. Let that dollar make a work. Work. Hey, Stellenbosch, how about do better? Okay? You motherfuckers have black South African students feeling like foreigners in their own country. Ain't that a bitch? Huh? Ain't that? Ain't that? Ain't that a bitch? Huh? Ain't that a female dog? Ain't that? Ain't that a bitch? Don't you guys want to change that? Hey, Stellenbosch, don't you niggas want to change that? Huh? Do better. Cut the shit. Stellenbosch, cut the shit and do better. How about that? Bruv, black people experience racism everywhere. Right? Including in war zones. I mean, bruv, including in shithole countries like Russia and Ukraine. I mean, bruv, fam, I saw video after video after video last week of black people being denied a train ride out of Ukraine. Did y'all see those videos? Black people are being denied, right, a fucking train ride out of Ukraine. Ain't that a bitch? Huh? Ain't that, ain't that, ain't that a female dog? Ain't that, huh? Ain't that, ain't that, ain't that a bitch? Right? Hey, bruv, ain't that, ain't that a fucking Hillary Clinton? Ain't that a bitch? No more questions? They said no, she has to go. She what's what's something that you always carry with you? Hot Just sauce. Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you getting information right now? Hot sauce. Hot sauce in my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, yes. listen, I just want you to know people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> if it Benghazi is like a bitch, ain't that a bitch? 
If it wags its tail like a bitch, if it barks like a bitch, if it licks its own genitalia like a bitch, ain't that a bitch? Huh? If, if it would lick peanut butter off of your dick like a bitch, ain't that a bitch? <laughs> huh? I'm just asking for a friend. Ain't that a bitch? Ain't that, ain't that, ain't that a bitch? Niggas hate black people, bruv, worldwide. Ain't that a bitch? Ain't that, ain't that a bitch? Huh? Ain't that, ain't that a bitch? Bruv, Africans are stranded in Ukraine. And that shit is sad, right? That shit is horrible. But it is what it is. These are all fucking facts. When you are black on this fucking planet, bruv, you have to keep your fucking head on a swivel because ain't no black person safe. And this is not fear-mongering. It's the truth. He was black. Well, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's this, really the, the weird. black thing is so strange. Yeah. African, where they're not wearing any clothes all day. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm Italian. Based. You know, black is weird. And mostly. he was brown. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's this, really the, the, weird. Uh, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. Based on. But still, pray for Ukrainians, racist or not. Bobby, habu huki setu kabobi. Legit, bruv. Pray for Ukraine. Right? Keep these motherfuckers in your prayers. Right? I'm gonna keep them in my prayers. Now, bruv, do I pray? Not really. Right? But I'm gonna pray for them. Do I pray? Eh, nah. <laughs> do I believe in God? Nah, nah. But I'm gonna pray for these motherfuckers. Right? They need some fucking Allah in them. Legit. Because, bruv, what's happening over there is a fucking disaster. All facts. Niggas are being forced to abandon their lives. Right? Like, imagine that. Imagine you going through that. Niggas are being forced to abandon their livelihoods. Niggas are being forced to abandon their homes. Let that shit sink in. Imagine working for years to acquire property. Right? And then one day you're being forced to leave it behind. Imagine that. Like, let that shit sink in, bruv. Imagine that. Life is unfair. Right? Life is unfair. So people are fleeing Ukraine in droves. Oh, Over 500,000 people have fled Ukraine and a majority of those people went to Poland. Right, niggas ran to Poland with the quickness. Around 300,000 people, right? 300,000 Ukrainians went to Poland, right? So evidently, Poland is the bell of the ball in Eastern Europe. Poland is the fucking land of milk and honey. Poland is the promised land in Eastern Europe. So niggas ran over there with the quickness. And some people went to Slovakia, right? And then some people went to Hungary, which is better than Slovakia, right? And some people went to Moldova. Bruh, that's a fucking dice roll, <laughs> right? Like, Moldova 
is a dice roll, bruv. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how different Moldova is from Russia and Ukraine. Right? Poland, yo, Poland is flashy. You feel me, bruv? You know, Hungary is also sort of kind of flashy. But Moldova and Slovakia, I don't know. Right? And also, some people took their fucking talents to Romania. I mean, bruv, hey, Romania? You niggas went to Romania? Evidently, motherfuckers are desperate because everything haunted is in Romania. Okay, Romania is a haunted country, bruv. Romania is the home of Dracula, a.k.a. Nosferatu, okay, bruv? And every European medieval myth is from Romania. I feel him. I am so Romanians are wild. These motherfuckers invented vampires in the same way that Trey Songs invented sex and then started using it to rape women. Ain't that a bitch? Ain't that a bitch? So, bruv, keep your fucking head on a swivel when you pull up in Transylvania because ain't nobody safe in Romania. These are all fucking facts. Have you ever heard of Bran Castle? Bruv, Bran Castle, a.k.a. Dracula's Castle, is out there just being all fucking haunted and spooky and shit. So please, keep your fucking head on a swivel. Okay? They call that fucking castle a national monument. Oh, it's a landmark. Pull up to Transylvania and visit Dracula's castle. It's a museum now, Maui. Hey, how about I ain't coming? Hey, how about that? I I ain't coming. Okay? I ain't fucking coming. Masturbating two times a week increases your life expectancy of 20%. I am immortal! Maybe this is why Vladimir Putin is wilding. Right? Maybe this is why he's angry, bruv. Maybe Vladimir Putin is struggling to come. Maybe his fucking pipes are clogged the fuck up. Legit, bruv, maybe he ain't coming, right? Hence he's fucking lashing out. Legit, bruv, he needs to release. He needs to fucking release. Legit, bruv, I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. Bruv, yo, the Russian army is legit fighting grannies. Okay, bruv? These niggas, these niggas are out there battling it out. With fucking baristas. Let's keep it a flying bug, bruv. Fam, hey. If Russia loses this war, it will be super embarrassing for them. Legit, bruv. If they lose this fucking war, bruv, it will be super embarrassing because they'd be losing to a bunch of grandmothers and computer programmers with AK-47s. Bruv, where it is, over 4,500 Russian soldiers have died in this war already. Okay? So, bruv, the Ukrainian resistance is real. Всім добрий вечір. Лідер фракції тут. Голова офісу президента тут. Прем'єр-міністр Шмигаль тут. Подаляк тут. Президент тут. 
Всі ми тут, наші військові тут, громадяни суспільства тут, всі ми тут. Захищаємо нашу незалежність, нашу державу. І так буде і далі. Слава нашим захисникам, слава нашим захисницям. Слава Україні! Слава Україні! Right? Niggas are questioning if the ghost is real or not. Hey, bruv, how about leave the fucking ghost alone? How about that? His fucking identity is in his name. His name is self-explanatory, bruv. What more do you niggas want? This fucking guy is a fucking ghost. A ghost real or not? I guess we'll never know, innit? I guess we'll never know until we die, innit? Right? How about let's die first? Okay, bruv? How about let's get over that fucking hurdle over there? How about let's die first and then we will find out if ghosts are real or not? In it? Right? Leave the fucking ghost alone. Niggas be out there debating all over social media. Fam, Reddit is a dumpster fire. Okay? That's all niggas are talking about. All niggas are talking about is the fucking ghost of grief. All niggas are talking about is what Vladimir Putin is thinking about. Bruh, only Vladimir knows what he's thinking about. In it. In it. Okay, bruv? Hey, you niggas don't have superpowers. In it. You niggas, you niggas are not mutants. In it. Huh? Huh? Hey, bruv, relax in it. <laughs> Fam, did y'all see that video of diplomats walking out of the United Nations speech that was being given by Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov? Bruv, y'all fam, salute to those fucking diplomats. Motherfuckers are protesting the invasion of Ukraine, bruv. I salute those 100 plus diplomats that walked out of the speech. Fuck Sergei Lavrov! Legit, bruv. Fuck him. Fuck that fucking guy. Fuck him. In it. <laughs> Legit, bruv. You niggas gotta relax. Oh, oh, Vladimir is probably pissed off. Oh, Vladimir's going to light, he's going to light Ukraine up. Vladimir's angry. Bruv, Vladimir's army is struggling to topple, hey, they're struggling to topple the government in Ukraine. And by the way, FYI, the government in Ukraine is being protected by a bunch of computer programmers. Right? By a bunch of IT engineers. Hey, relax in it. <laughs> right? Relax. Bruv, y'all fam, listen. Listen. Vladimir Zelensky is gonna be, fam, he's gonna be so fucking huge. Bruh, yo, if he survives this shit, bruv, if he survives Russia's onslaught, bruv, Vladimir Zelensky is gonna be Nelson Mandela level. Legit, bruv. These are all fucking facts. If this nigga lives to see this shit through, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. He's gonna, he's getting a Nobel Peace Prize. Like, day one. Okay, bruv? Yo, the moment he walks out of this shit, alive, right? 
He's getting a fucking Nobel Peace Prize. First day. He's an icon. He's a fucking legend. Dude, this fucking guy is gonna have statues all around the world. We are talking Nelson Mandela level. Bruh, yo, Vladimir was a comedian four years ago. If I'm not mistaken, four years ago? Yeah, somewhere there, four or five years ago. He was a fucking comedian. Let that shit sink in, bruv. This goes to show that comedians are important to society. Because, because we spew truth. Oh, oh, you guys are fear mongers, Maui. Comedians are fear mongers. No, this is not, hey, bruv, I'm not fear mongering. Okay, comedians are not fear mongers. We are truth tellers. Don't get it twisted. Legit, bruv. Don't get it twisted. Okay? I'm dropping jewels on this motherfucker, dude. Legit. I get it. It's all shits and giggles. Right? I'm a loud fuck. I'm loud. Right? I be out here screaming into the fucking microphone. However, I'm screaming truths. Okay? These are all fucking facts. Oh, you guys are fear mongers, Maui. Right? Relax. Okay? Stop debating motherfuckers on Reddit. Reddit is a dumpster fire, bruv. What the fuck is going on on Reddit? All niggas are talking about is Sergey Lavrov. Now, granted, that's all I'm also talking about. <laughs> okay? Because, bruv, outside, outside of the fact that the Lakers are trash, right? Outside of the Cristiano Ronaldo versus Lionel Messi debate, what else is going on out there? Huh? Outside of these, hey, outside of these staples, outside of these debate staples, what else is going on? Huh? I get it. Everybody is talking about the war in Ukraine, in it. Everybody's concerned because World War Three, right? Niggas are concerned. However, bruv, yo, niggas be out there debating all over Reddit. Take it easy. Don't you have a life? Huh? Don't you have a life? Listen, bruv, continue living your life. Okay, however, don't forget that nothing is normal right now. Hey, live your life. That's all I'm saying. Continue living your life. Just don't forget. That nothing is normal right now. Right? Slay queens are still slaying away. All over social media. Right? Kim Kardashian is still out there. Just, just doing whatever Kim Kardashian does. All over social media. Right? And, and, and Kanye West is out there fucking a 24 year old Kim Kardashian clone. Hey, evidently he's out there doing what he does. Right, being weird, being a bit, a bit creepy. Uh, listen, it is what it is. I guess you know this is what people with money do. Right, live your life, continue living your life. However, don't forget that nothing is normal right now. All of this could go away in the blink of an eye. That's all I'm saying. Again, I am not fear mongering. I'm just giving you facts. Stop debating. Okay? Stop it. Bruv, yo fam. Yo, once the war is done, right? 
Watch niggas debate if this Russian-Ukrainian war was white on white or not. Watch. Right? Niggas were out here fucking attacking Whoopi Goldberg for just, for just questioning the world and also, also, not being wrong. <laughs> right? Niggas were like, oh, Whoopi Goldberg is wrong. Uh, 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 she's wrong. Uh, Jewish people are a race. The Jews are a race. Yeah, we get it. However, are they white or nah? Huh? Are they, hey, hey, were the Jews who were being attacked, right, in Germany, were they white or nah? Huh? They were white in it. They were white in it. Right? So, bruv, watch, watch niggas debate. If this fucking war, if this Ukrainian war was white on white or not. Right? Niggas be out there saying, oh, oh, Maui, oh, this war, this war is racist in nature. Ukrainians are a race of people, Maui. I'd be like, what, what, huh? I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. If you believe that, cool. Right? If you believe that, it's all good. But my question is, are they also members of the white race like most Jews? Yes or nah? Huh? Are they members of the white race? Yes or nah? If you believe that Ukrainians are a race of people, okay, it's all good. But are they, are they white or nah? Are they also white or nah? It's weird, right? Jewish people are members of two races, right? The Jewish race, evidently, and the white race. It's weird, but welcome to the metaverse. <laughs> right? Welcome to the fucking metaverse. Niggas love debating. Oh, oh, is it white on white? Uh, is it a race or not? Is the ghost real or not? Relax. Okay? Continue living your life. But remember, all of this, all of this, all of this could blow up in the blink of an eye. All of this, all of this could be floating out in space in the blink of an eye. I'm not fear-mongering. I'm just telling the truth. Did I lie? Did I lie? Did I fucking lie? And they're telling others here as well. It is a very serious situation that our legal systems have become so corrupted. I just want to mention, okay, when it comes to the solicitors, as I understand, certainly in the Belton case, Harbottom Lewis, the, the solicitor, John Kelly, Geraldine Proudler, again, CMS, Nigel Tate at Carter Rock, and how often should that company have been mispronounced, who represent the interest of Rosner, uh, and Hugh, Hugh Tomlinson, the QC, who represented all of them. Uh, Tate is also going after Charlotte Leslie for another client, as I think the honourable member and indeed others here mentioned. You've got to wonder about the reputations that these people are going to end up with in a few years' time, even if they are behaving as well as maybe they might, and I'm careful what I say. Maybe they're really lovely people, but maybe they are just their amorality is going to really begin to bite their reputations uh, in a way that will be uncomfortable. And I just wonder, Mr Deputy Speaker, how on earth have we allowed this to happen? I would love an answer from a lawyer in government 
You know, a free press should be intimidating kleptocrats and criminals. Why have we got to the position in our society, a free society, the mother of parliaments, where we have kleptocrats and criminals and oligarchs intimidating a free media? We have a coalition not of the willing, but of the woeful. Oligarchs, Putin's henchmen, and we know the oligarch model, teaming up with amoral lawyers. And we heard that from the Honourable Member for Alton Price and Howden in Birmingham Hard Chill just a few weeks ago about how these firms step up or set up a one-stop corruption shop um, to offer a form of legalised in intim intimidation to silence their rivals, uh, but also journalists and authors, but also an unstructured and unregulated private eye business which is now collecting compromise on people in this country. Do not get me wrong, people have the right to advice and legal, reputation, uh, legal representation, but they are abusing it very, very badly in our society at the moment. We in the trenches, whole game, no benches. And one, I'm extra, ice veins, pressure, MVP stature. Don't sleep like Sealy, Pasha P. Dick mattress. Like, I'm not the legend. This blood run too deep. These cars don't come cheap like driver's licenses. My sixth sense is flashing this message. Commander, General, Lieutenant, load up these cannons and burn them to ashes. Red Dead Redemption. Everyone who wrote me off gon' eat sheep for breakfast. Yes, this is Erski. He mentioned. Even on Christmas. How can I sit in my ass and just hold the tragedy telling the best? We gotta get this shit puffin' to kill in the action of the foundation of best. Never be picked that I label to step in the right direction, but this life is good. So many friends that I thought I'm my back when the shit hit the band, it's been the air. When I see you in the army, now it's the normal, don't be tuned to rock out, please. I'm from the car and I ace of our homies, drama tell we cannot see with our mess. Far away passport, up north where the AKs look like funny child. Oh, is it a classic? It just came out. Nigga, listen to it. Then go to sleep, wake up, listen to it again, nigga. It's a classic. I ain't gonna say it again. It's a classic. I'm not a classic. Look. Within the confines of this community center, the people of Dnipro rally to the cause, the defense of their city the defense of their homes. The building was a blur of frenetic energy, of civic activism and patriotism as they prepare for war. At first, um, we were scared, really scared. But now, we are ready to fight. And like, fight like hell, so. Some brought bed rests and blankets for the army. Others brought in medicine for the internally displaced. And new recruits for the military stream through the door, although some seem less certain about it than others. You're ready to fight, you're ready to use a gun. Раньше, может быть, у меня были какие-то сомнения, но теперь я готов точно. Это война. Катерина Кози is a bank manager with two daughters aged 11 and 4. And she's going to fight. Are you prepared to use a weapon? Uh, 
я гадаю, що так, але я стріляла тільки в тирі. Насправді, у мене не дуже там багато досвіду, але я швидко вчусь. Citizen fighters in a nation which is rapidly mobilizing. And the army has hundreds of thousands to draw on. This is an extraordinary thing. A spontaneous army forms in the middle of the city, although many here have little or no military experience. But it doesn't seem to matter. The Russians have a very strong military. My Ukraine above all, they cry. National pride fuels donations and possible recruits, and it provides people who are ready to make arms. Round the back of the center, residents got together to make Molotov cocktails. They're messy and they're fiddly. They take time to make, but their efforts are approved by the Ministry of Defense. I, I worry that a lot of people can lose their lives. We're not afraid to die for our Ukrainian land, they said. The reality of war draws in on this city, a crucial transport hub in the east. And the people who live here know they may need to fight and die for it. John Sparks, Sky News, in Dnipro. So you want to take over for Letterman? You want to host Late Show on CBS? Yeah, that's... Well, here's the thing with that, champ. That's short for champion. If you want to be a talk show host, it's better if you're funny. Now, there have been some guys who are not funny. Tom Snyder, David Susskind, Ted Koppel. But funny's better. Now, have you ever had any experience with being funny? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedian. You're a comedian. Well, I've known you for a week and you haven't made me laugh once. I had no idea you were a comedian. I thought you were a newsman. No, I'm not a newsman. I'm a, I'm a comedian. Jesus. Well, all right, let's see it. See what? See the funny. Make me laugh. Go. Go? Go. Funny. Three, two, one. I'm go. I'm not that kind of funny. What kind of funny? The kind where you just say go and I'm funny. All right. I think you better leave my office. Jack, Mr. Dole, I, I look, there's different kinds of funny, right? There's different kinds of performers. I'm not that kind of performer. Let me tell you what kind of what you are. You're whatever you have to be to make people laugh. Anytime, anywhere, anyone. You turn it on on a dime. You get that belly moving, son, or you're out. Now tell the truth. You're just scared, like a rookie. You're like some kid at a talent show with a number pinned to your shirt. You got nothing or you would have shown me now. So get out. Thank you. Have a nice day. Fine. Lick, I, I can't, I can't, I can't give up on this. I don't, uh... 
this is either a, a, a door or a wall for me, and I, it's either the beginning or the end. I, I don't. I please. Okay then, let's see the funny. Three, two, one, go, funny. This is it, bud. You want me to start at one and go up? One, two, three, funny. Okay, last chance and then we're really done. Done and done. Let's go, kid. You want the big gig? Let's see it. Make me laugh at the count of three. One, two. You niggas are still talking about COVID? Bruv, COVID-19 is still a thing? You motherfuckers, bruv. Hey, I just got a text from the government, right? The text reads, and I quote, Hi, Maui Mau. You are due for a COVID-19 booster to protect you more. Go to any vaccination site or call 0800. Who gives a fuck? Bruv, hey, World War Three is on the horizon. Okay? Okay, bruv? World War Three is nigh. You niggas are still talking about COVID-19. You niggas are still debating about the origins of COVID-19. Bruv, who gives a fuck if it came from a lab or if it came from a fucking wet market? Bruv, the world is about to blow the fuck up. Okay? Okay, bruv. Hey, fam, did y'all see that story that came out last week? Huh? That story about Russia and China. Did y'all see that shit? Chinese officials told Russian officials in early Fab not to invade Ukraine before the end of the Winter Olympics in Beijing, according to senior Biden administration officials and a European official. Bruv, the Chinese and the Russians are in cahoots. And you niggas are still talking about COVID. You niggas are still talking about the fucking booster shot. Hey, the world is about to blow the fuck up. No, granted. 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 I'm gonna get the booster. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. I don't play like that. I don't play like that. I'm getting the third shot. Okay? I'm getting the third Pfizer shot. I'm getting the booster. Why? Because I want to live. Legit, bruv. I want to witness the world blowing the fuck up. I want to be there. Legit, bruv. I want to be here. Right? With the love of my life. When the world goes to the shitter. I want to be here. All fucking facts. I don't know about you. Right? I don't know how you feel about COVID-19. I don't know how you feel about fucking masks. I don't know how you feel about vaccines. I don't know how you feel about these crazy ass mandates. Bruv, all I know is I know how I feel. Okay, bruv? All I know is I know how I feel. Right? And I feel like I feel like being here for the fucking party. Right? I feel like being here, bruv, to dance with the fucking devil when the world goes to hell. In many ways, we are already in hell. You niggas are still talking about COVID. 
Bruv, the Chinese are gearing up to partner with Russia if NATO decides to engage with the Russians. Are you ready for that? Huh? The Chinese, the Chinese are gearing up, right, to invade Taiwan. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, to also invade Japan. Bruv, are you ready for that? Buckle the fuck up! Are you ready for that? Somebody explain to me what the really fuck is going on inside this motherfucking world. Huh? Shit too much for me now. I can't take it no more. I hope you're ready. All facts, I hope you are ready. For your own good and for your family's good. I hope you're ready because I am. I'm ready, bruv. I'm out here moving like the Great Mile. I'm out here moving like my granddad. All facts. All facts. Bruv, hey, my granddad told me that he's ready for anything. He told me that he's ready for the world to pop the fuck off. He said, hey, yo, Maui, I'm watching this shit. I'm watching the situation in Ukraine like a fucking hawk, Maui. And I was like, granddad, what do you mean? What do you mean? He was like, hey, I be out here watching Russian television all day, every day. And I was like, granddad, hey, hey, RTTV is propaganda. Hey, Russian television is a part of the Russian propaganda machine. I was like, granddad, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I, relax, take it easy, granddad. Stop watching that garbage. The jet. I said, granddad, stop watching Russian television. It's flawless, Kenna! Right? I looked at my granddad and I said, Kenna, Kenna, granddad, Kenna! <laughs> I said, granddad, hey, Kenna, Kenna, huh? Can I help you to course correct? Can I correct your fucking mistakes, Kenna? Kenna? Huh? Shout out to Drake, Kenna! The fucking six god, Kenna! Can I? Hey, can I? Shout out to Beyonce, can I? Granddad, can I? Can I help you to do better? Can I? Can I fucking assist you in becoming a better version of yourself? Can I? Stop watching Russian television, Granddad. It's all garbage. Get my safe fan. Get dirty fan. It's all garbage. Vladimir Putin. And his fucking cronies are feeding you garbage, granddad. They feeding you garbage. Stop watching RT. <laughs> Stop. Right? Give trade. Stop watching RT. Do y'all remember those jeans? Stop watching RT.
Granddad, stop it. Right? It's all propaganda. Right? It's a cog in Vladimir Putin's propaganda machine. Stop watching RT. And evidently, I was right. Obviously. I'm fucking Maui Mao. Obviously. I was right. Obviously. Right? I was right about Russian television because... Because... Russian television has gone dark in South Africa. Obviously. Obviously. Что мне дни, что мне эти минуты Возьмите себе или отдайте кому-то вечности Пожалуй, не так уж и много, если есть назад Хотя бы одна дорога Стань мне вновь моими рваными джинсами без тебя Я не понимаю прозу, я забью На все свои прежние принципы ветер, ночь Ты пистолеты и розы It's all propaganda over there, bruv. Stop gobbling up propaganda. Bruv, Russian television has gone dark in South Africa after its global distributor cuts its feed. Welcome to the metaverse. <laughs> This is it. Bruv, there's a war going on outside. Niggas ain't safe from. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. Do better. Stop gobbling up propaganda. Do better. South Africa, do better. You niggas, you niggas are starting to move like the Chinese little pinks. Have you niggas ever heard of the Chinese little pinks? Bruv, hey, those little punks, bruv, hey, those lunatics are out there saluting Vladimir Putin for invading Ukraine. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. Bruv, these are all fucking facts. Right? Bruv, young people all over China, right, took their fucking talents to Weibo, right, a fucking social media platform over there, to salute Vladimir Putin for invading Ukraine. Welcome to the metaverse, right? Right? And you motherfuckers, and you motherfuckers have the fucking nerve. You niggas got the balls. Right? You niggas got the balls to say that Generation Z is gonna have a better time than millennials. <laughs> Bruv, young people in China. Right? Teenagers in China. They call them, bruv, these fucking wild radicals in China have a name. They are called the Lil Pinks. Yeah, Lil Pinks. Google it. Google it. Right? Google it, bruv. The information is out. Hey, the information is out there. Google it. Right? These lunatics, bruv, these niggas are wildin'. Young dudes in China salute Vladimir for invading Ukraine. They are out there calling Joe Biden a paper tiger. Well, 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 Xi Jinping is a fucking paper bear. Right? Hey, hey. Mr. Winnie the Pooh over there is a paper fucking bear. Right, Happy New Year. The year of the tiger. There's what it is, bruv. I have the fucking eye of the tiger. I'm here now. I'm here. <laughs> bruv, I'm di Hey, I'm different. I'm an animal. I'm an animal on the microphone, bruv. But I fucking digress. Bruv, you niggas, 
you niggas have the fucking cojones, right? To claim that Generation Z is gonna have a ball. Generation Z is gonna have fun on this here planet. How? How, Sway? How? Balance me. Please, hey, balance me. He was once up from around the way. My life was never easy. My life was never easy. Started in my cutlass clutching heat like it's an open oven Puffing chronic puffing biggie out the window speaker subbing Running to the crypts it ain't no discussion Bullet wounds drenched in Hennessy and teaspoons of Robitussin Head up phase got a few concussion Yeah, Compton's amazed, Dr. Dre percussion God please grant my nigga eternal life, we need the beats Aftermath where you fall asleep, you do not eat And my belly is full, gorilla riding the bull Banana clips in the pool, swan diving classy as all The ops I'm on the ass, grandmama whoopings in school This woman ten in Brazil when niggas die in they jewels Too many problems, too many YGs So many ties to dollar signs, easy to end up on E I got shot up like Columbine, the Crips descended on me Signed my name on the dotted line, that was vengeance on beats This is the way he was once a thug from around the way My life was never easy My life was never easy there it is, there it was Don't interrupt, just because It's no love, shoulder shrug I ain't bring nothing to the table When I'm the table I'ma turn up the music, wake up the neighbors I'ma get that thug life tatted across the navel It's how I am in real life, not just okay Mr. Narcissist Tell me about my arrogance, no more counseling, I don't negotiate with therapists, God, yeah, wanna let God in, but tonight, I guess I let my pride win, cousin Dre send me scriptures, help me see life better, nigga, we having the best divorce ever, if we go to court, we'll go to court together, matter of fact, pick up your sis, we'll go to court together, I watch four kids for like five hours a day, I wear these easy boots everywhere, even in the shower today, I got love for the nannies, but real family is better, the cameras watch the kids, I stop taking the credit Not custodial dad, I bought the house next door What you think the point of really being rich for? When you give them everything, they only want more Bougie and a ruler, y'all need to do some chores Rich ass kids, this ain't your mama house Climb on your brother's shoulders, get that top ramen out God sent me from that crash Just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass And my new bitch bad I know Illuminati mad This that Numenati bitch This that two Bugatti rich This that God did this Only God did this There it is There it was Don't interrupt Just because Ain't no love Shoulder shrug Won't he do it? Yes he does Won't he do it? Yes, he does. Won't he do it? My life was never easy. This next one gonna be easy. He was once I thug from around the way. He was once I thug from around the way. He was 
used to be a crip. Now you're a blood. So I don't want no smoke with you. You got bloods and crips on your team. And you was a male stripper once before. So I don't want to fight you. I don't want no germs on you, pussy nigga. And you know I'm in LA more than I'm a Schwarzenegger. And he the governor, fuck nigga. Yeah. yeah. Say too much. Cause you better fix that shit. You ain't gonna. Who's your jeweler, bro? Your mother, nigga. Your mother, nigga. Your mother, nigga. You fix that shit. That shit, that shit. I ain't gonna lie to you, shit. Fool, bro. Talking about food, homie. Yeah, what's wrong with you, bro? Nah. Yo, Wooski, up it on this nigga. Fuck this nigga talking about. Yo, 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 yo,
That's you, motherfuckers! Oh, well, Generation Z, oh, you know, they, they, uh, they're gonna have a lot of wealth, oh, they're gonna have a lot of money, oh, uh, and uh, they're gonna do better than millennials, they're gonna own houses, and uh, they're gonna have cars, and, and they're gonna have fun, and they're gonna, you know, they'll be getting married early, and, and, and they're gonna have a lot of kids. Right? You niggas are out there crunching the fucking numbers. You fucking nerds be out there chilling with calculators. You're showing me. You're showing me. How unserious you are. You Terrence Town motherfuckers be out there playing with the fucking numbers. Playing with the fucking digits. Right? You niggas be out there projecting how things are gonna be in 10 years. You niggas be out there projecting how things are gonna be in 20 years. Well, bruv, I got a question. I got a question. Bruv, did y'all see that United Nations climate change report? <laughs> it came out last week. Did y'all see that shit? Huh? Bruv, in order for Generation Z to have a ball on planet Earth, the first needs to be a planet Earth. Okay? Bruv, I hope you motherfuckers understand. In order for Generation Z to have fun on planet Earth, the first needs to be a planet Earth. They can't have fun on planet Earth. Without planet Earth. Okay fam. Did y'all see that UN climate change report? Huh? You niggas be out there crunching the numbers. You know what bruv? Fuck your projections. Okay? Oh, oh Generation Z is gonna have a, a better quality of life than millennials. Shut the fuck up. You niggas. You niggas. You niggas don't get it, don't you? You motherfuckers don't get it. Bruv, bruv, Earth is basically hell. Okay? Earth is a fucking hellscape. And you niggas are out there projecting. Right? You niggas, you niggas are out there projecting a better life for future generations. <laughs> bruv, bruv, according to a new United Nations Science Report, a.k.a. Climate Change Report. Bruv, climate change is likely going to make the world sicker, hungrier, poorer, gloomier, and way more dangerous <laughs> in the next 18 years. Okay? Okay, bruv? Word is the fucking risks that we are facing are unavoidable. Welcome to the fucking metaverse. So, so dear nerd, while you are out there crunching the numbers, right? While you are out there just, just breaking down the fucking, hey, breaking down the math. Hey, just know that, just know that we are literally at world's end. Okay, so your math doesn't count. Bruv, where we are going, your math doesn't count. 
Because, bruv, in order for your math to count, you are going to need a planet to count on. <laughs> Welcome to the metaverse. You niggas don't get it. You motherfuckers don't get it. Okay? Climate change is mad real. But you know what, bruv? Fuck it. It's over. Fuck it. Right? We have fucking nuclear war on the horizon. Right? Nuclear war is nigh. Right? World War Three is here. The jet, bruv. So fuck it. Have fun. Right? Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Because tomorrow, tomorrow is not guaranteed. All fucking facts. So South Africa. I have a question for you dumb fucks. Okay? I'm South African so technically I'm a dumb fuck as well. What the fuck are you doing? Huh? Bruv, I saw a weird hashtag last week. On Twitter. Right? And the hashtag was as follows. Hashtag I stand with Russia. Wait, what? Huh? Hey! Hey! What? Huh? Bruv! Hashtag! Hashtag I stand with Russia. South Africa is a fucking mess, but I love it though. My fellow South Africans. What the fuck are y'all doing? Hey, bruv, what the fuck are y'all smoking? What the fuck are y'all drinking? Listen, bruv, I get it. You motherfuckers are booze bags. But bruh, bruh, the booze is starting to affect your fucking rationality. Your booze is starting to attack your logic. Your booze is starting to attack your performance. On social media, dear black Twitter, the fuck are y'all on about? What's going on? Bruv, the South African arm of black Twitter is just, I, I don't know. It's a fucking disaster. Okay? It's a fucking disaster. What the fuck are y'all drinking? Bruv, yo, alcohol is a problem in South Africa. Legit. Alcohol is a problem in South Africa, bruv. My point is, there is no home after 12. There is no home after 12. When you go around and you hear noise, some home and people singing, you get there, you remind those people that the time has come, that they close down those things. If they're not, you close it down. Your job is to enforce the law. The law at the present moment says nobody moves, nobody drinks, nobody gets drunk after 12. That is midnight. So it's still the cafe here. And I'm told that they still run the parties along the beach. We'll be walking together. We'll go and check them. Hence the moment Russia started bombing Ukraine, the makers of Russian bear had to come out to fucking distance themselves from Russia. 
right? The makers of Russian Bear pulled up and said, Hey, oh, South Africa, South Africa, whoa, whoa, whoa. Our vodka is not made in Russia. Russian Bear, as a matter of fact, is not a Russian brand. Russian Bear is a South African brand. <laughs> right? <laughs> the makers of Russian Bear had to come out. Right? <laughs> to avoid their fucking sales getting impacted by this Russian invasion in Ukraine. Bruv, they had to come out to make it clear that Russian bear is made in Johannesburg. Now, bruv, hey. Bruv, hey. See, hey, see, bruv, money. Money, money is, is, is evil, right? Or, you know, the pursuit of money is evil, right? The people who, who thirst for money are evil. Well, not all of them, but like, you know, well, the people who have the most money <laughs> are evil. Like, bruv, all I'm saying is there's something wrong with currency, okay? There's something wrong with capitalism. Also, there's something wrong with socialism. There's something wrong with communism. Okay, here's a $10 bill. This is garbage. Your people in South Africa, you have your rand, right? That's going to zero. Euros are going to zero. The yen's going to zero. The Chinese currency is going to zero. It's all going to zero against Bitcoin. It's all going to fucking zero. And then you buy the dip. It's all going to zero. A microsecond. Boom. Like that. And then you buy the dip. My boy Clay had faith in you. You said Asia was max bidding. <laughs> call Kyle and call the devs and do something. All right. I, I don't know what to say. Call the devs and do something. Another cryptocurrency that's going to be just as large as Bitcoin someday. Call the devs and do something. Call the devs and do something. Capitalism is horrible and the others are great. No, no, they're all bad, right? They are all fucked up. Hence, we need a new idea. Hence, we need to rewrite the fucking rules. Legit, bruv. Hashtag Guyanomics. Just saying. We need a new financial system. Legit, right? Because, because money makes people do evil shit. Money makes people act weird, right? Motherfuckers become sneaky because they want money. Motherfuckers do crazy shit for money. I mean, bruv, the makers of Russian Bay have made millions from the fact that people assume that Russian Bay is from Russia, right? They've made millions, maybe even billions, from the assumption that Russian Bear is a Russian brand, right? And now that 
And now that Russia has invaded Ukraine, the makers of Russian Bay want to fucking distance themselves from Russia. Right? Now these motherfuckers are coming out because they want to save face. Now these niggas are coming out claiming that Russian Bay is South African. Oh, as a matter of fact, Russian Bay is made in Johannesburg. Right? Now these niggas want to be honest. When? When they've been making money. <laughs> when they've been making money. Just, just off of the fucking assumption. That Russian bear is from Russia. Ain't that a bitch? Huh? I mean, bruv. Hey, capitalism is horrible. Okay, bruv? The thirst for money, the thirst for wealth is horrible. Our U.S. dollars, I mean, U.S. dollars, the government can just create new dollars and borrow and borrow. And it's like you never it's have it fixed. Like Bitcoin was the gold. Bitcoin is mathematics, mathematical purity. There can never be another Bitcoin created. Bitcoin doesn't even have a creator that we know of. Bitcoin is isn't run by some company. It's um, it's just mathematically pure. And I believe nature over humans always. Our species has a lot of problems and money is at the heart of them all, right? Money, money is the problem. The reason why we have wars, money, right? Because money is power, right? And power is anchored by money. We have a problem. I mean, bruv, yo, the makers of Russian bear have been making Russian bear in South Africa since 1848. <laughs> right? The company that makes Russian bear was founded by a former Durban mayor by the name of Edward Snell. Hashtag Ozark. Right? Edward Snell started making Russian bear in South Africa in Durban. In 1848, right? I mean, bruv, the origins of Russian bear can be traced back to the 8th century. Let that shit sink in, right? This company is South African, right? And these niggas have been making millions from the fact that people think that Russian bear is from Russia. I mean, bruv, hey, money, money makes people act silly. Okay, bruv, money makes motherfuckers lose their fucking morals. Money, money is the problem. The reason why millennials aren't successful is because of the fact that millennials don't have money. Right? Our cohort is not as wealthy as as cohorts of years past, right? Money. Money. 
ukuthibe khona angitshete amagundu anakhona uzowakhipha ngelisho private ebuyeza ukungenelana nemali uthathe imali uyivalela endlini angifake private case ngangilande ngapha komhlawe alingani alilanda lapha 30000 ali thume sho private ngoba wathi yena ungalithumi etax shop estoles nemali encane ngamfonele indoda manje watiki mayi linda liyabuya akuthi lizobuya nayo yonke ungavala mabu ungavala iminyango ungavala amawindo alala ngivulile endlini gengelezi awungavuka ekusini nayi kuntwana edolola indoda manje ate phelalana ngisegoli imoto zaphithiza ethe utishayiswe imoto avele ngaye ngaphelelwa amandlana nje ukuthi awu into yami sishayiswe imoto kanjalo millennials can catch a break I mean brother we witnessed the war on terror let that shit sink in we witnessed ISIS wailing we witnessed al qaeda we witnessed boko haram we witnessed the great recession we witnessed the covid-19 pandemic right and now and now we could be on the verge of witnessing world war 3 We can't catch a break. We are fucked. Okay, bro. Millennials are fucked. <laughs> right? I mean, bro. Hey, hey. Russia is out there using these crazy ass weapons, right? Called thermobaric munitions in Ukraine. Right? Bro, thermobaric munitions create a vacuum as oxygen from the surrounding air is sucked up <laughs> okay bro okay though bro hey thermobaric munitions are also known as a poor man's nuclear weapon okay they suck out the oxygen from your block okay bro Russians have Ukrainians struggling to breathe. Millennials are witnessing that and oh generation Z is also witnessing that and oh generation alpha is witnessing that. <laughs> you fucking statisticians still think that generation Z is going to be well off? Huh? You niggas still think that Gen Z is going to be good? Oh they're going to do better than millennials. Oh my god. They are going to be a charmed cohort, a wealthy cohort. They're going to have families. Their economy is going to be thriving. Oh my god, generation Z. Y'all still think that? I mean, bro, hey, look around you. Okay? Look around you we are fucked you feel me bro we are fucked because of money right because of money we are fucked bro you know what bro i wish i wish i didn't give a fuck okay bro i wish i moved like hulk hogan Hogan, bruv, yo, Hulk Hogan doesn't give a flying fuck, bruv. Legit. 
He doesn't. Yo, Hulk Hogan is no longer married. The WWE legend just announced that he has divorced his second wife, Jennifer McDaniel, and he already has a new girlfriend. I mean, bruv, yo, niggas, niggas just move the fuck on in Hollywood. They keep it moving. All fucking facts. Hollywood is a dumpster fire. Okay, motherfuckers, just keep it moving over there, bruv. The only person who's struggling to move on in Hollywood is Kanye West. But everybody else just keeps it moving. I mean, bruv, look at John Mulaney, right? He dropped his fucking wife slash girlfriend or whatever the fuck, and then he pops up with another girl. Niggas just keep it moving. Kim Kardashian, who's still married to Kanye West, is now with Pete Davidson. They just keep it moving. I mean, Kanye is trying to move on, but, but evidently he's struggling to move on because he's dating a Kim Kardashian clone. <laughs> hey, it's crazy, right? Kanye is dating a 24-year-old Kim Kardashian clone with hammer toes. Legit, hey, I saw her feet. She's got, she's got hammer toes. Just saying, stop rocking heels. Hey, ladies, hey, heels are fucking horrible for your feet. Okay? Heels are to your detriment, ladies. Legit, you guys are fucking up your feet. That's all I'm saying. But I digress. Kanye is struggling to move on. Bruv, did y'all see... That spooky ass easy music video. I mean, bruv, that music video is scary. Right? Kanye, Kanye buried <laughs> a Pete Davidson <laughs> claymation character on the music video. Okay? And of course, you know, Kanye is still calling Pete Davidson skeet. You know? I mean, I mean, bruv, hey, Kanye is a wild boy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay, Kanye is a wild fucking 
boy. For, for just desire. Desire. Men, we just be horny. You know what I'm saying? And then we're going to text these girls a DM or whatever they do on OnlyFans because I, I get my OnlyFans off of Reddit. I bootleg the OnlyFans. Wait. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so. And Kanye's vibe is hard to gauge because, bruv, he cares, but, but he doesn't, right? He gives a fuck, but, eh, but he doesn't, right? Fam, listen, I want to be like Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan doesn't give a fuck. You feel me, bruv? You feel me? Hey, Hulk Hogan is sure about his level of fucks given. Okay? And his level is zero. Zero fucks given. Fam, did y'all see his social media post? Bruv, he pulled up on social media and he said the following. And I quote, Yo, maniacs, just for the record, brother. The Facebook and Instagram posts are of me and my girlfriend, Sky. I am officially divorced, brother. Sorry, I thought everyone already knew. Love my maniacs for life, end quote. <laughs> Bruv, that's how he introduced his new girlfriend to the world. Like, I'm sorry, I thought you guys already knew. Hey, brother, what you gonna do, brother? What you gonna do, brother, when Hawkamania runs wild on you, brother? Nigga. <laughs> what you gonna do, nigga? <laughs> Hulk Hogan doesn't give a fuck! And I started thinking to myself, man, what did he do to make them niggas that mad? Hulk Hogan doesn't care, bruv. Legit. And you know what, fam? I wish, I wish I didn't give a fuck. Honestly, bruv, I wish I didn't care, but I do. You feel me? I fucking do. I care about the world. I care about geopolitics. I care about all of this shit. Legit. I mean, bruv, yo, I saw the latest numbers, right, of Ukrainian refugees. I mean, bruv, hey, over a million people have fled Ukraine in a week. In a fucking week, over 1 million people have left Ukraine. I know earlier I said 500,000. Well, the numbers have been updated. Legit. And by the time you hear this shit, hey, the numbers are probably higher. Right? The numbers are probably sitting at fucking 2 million. Who the fuck knows? Right? Motherfuckers, motherfuckers are being forced to leave their homes. That's unfair. That's not good. We are fucked. Legit, bruv, keep your fucking head on a swivel. Right? Because Russia has now captured the fucking city of Kherson. Hold up. Hey, for my niggas who be thinking we soft. We don't play. We gon' rock it till the wheels fall off. The mayor of Kherson told the New York Times last week Wednesday that Ukrainian forces had retreated from the city, making Kherson the first major city in Ukraine to fall under Russian control since the invasion began. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. Legit, bruv, we live in a crazy fucking world. All facts. And fam, when times are this crazy, I ask myself, right? 
What does Chingy think? Legit, bruv, do y'all remember Chingy, the rapper? Bruv, I ask myself, fam, when life is crazy, I ask myself, what does Chingy think? Right? Because I want to know. Fuck, I want to know what love is. Ah, fuck. Legit. Legit, bruv. Fam, last week, Chingy trended on Twitter. Why? Because a fucking asshole, right? Some fucking Estee Lauder executive by the name of John Dempsey was forced out of Estee Lauder because of a fucking meme that he posted on Twitter, right? And this meme was portraying Big Bird making a racial slur. And of course, the racial slur is nigga. Jesus fucking Christ. Word is, this fucking guy was earning $10 million a year, right? This fucking guy just flushed $10 milli down the fucking toilet. Dumb, are you dumb? Stupid, I'm dumb, huh? Yeah. He played himself. Legit, he fucking played himself. This fucking guy burned $10 million over a fucking meme. I mean, bruv, hey, the fuck you doing, bruv? I told you, niggas. I've been telling y'all. Right? That niggas now want to go viral. Everybody wants to be a fucking influencer. It's crazy. We're living a silly time. People's fathers, people's mothers, they want to go viral. Niggas are addicted to virality. That shit is a fucking pandemic. You're now listening to the Sam Porter Bridges of podcasting. You little bitch. And fam, this meme is not even that dope. What the fuck is Big Bird saying? Oh, my nigga Snuffy done got the Rona at a Chingy concert, okay? Right? This fucking guy burned $10 million over that. Over my nigga Snuffy done got the Rona at a Chingy concert, okay? Well, $10 million, gone. You played yourself, John Dempsey. See, bruv? Niggas are silly. Legit. Niggas are fucking silly. This fucking guy is 65 years old. And he's trying to go viral. He's trying to crack jokes on social media. How about go be a father? How about that? Go be a fucking husband. How about that? Go be a brother. How about that? Go mentor some people. We live in a crazy fucking world, bruv. Everybody wants to go viral. Everybody. Right? Everybody wants to pop. Everybody wants to be everywhere. Niggas want to be seen. You feel me? You niggas want to go viral? Like COVID? Huh? That's what you motherfuckers want to do. Huh? And bruv, did y'all see that? The Pfizer shot is far less effective in 5 to 11 year olds. New data has shown. Now, while protection against hospitalization is still strong, the vaccine offered almost no protection against infection, even just a month after full vaccination. Right? So the Pfizer vaccine is less effective in kids 
who are between the ages of 5 to 11. Right? Information. Inform yourself. No shit. Do better. Cough, 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 cough. Ha 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 ha. I'm just fucking with you, dummy. I'm a fucking robot. No COVID for me, but you should keep your head on a swivel. And by the way, that mask is not for your chin. Are you stupid or are you dumb? Give a fuck. Care. Care about the world. Care about humanity. Right? Care about other animals. Care about the fucking ecosystem. Everything is connected. Care about Gaia. Everything is connected. Ignorance is the furthest thing from bliss. The Jebrov. Because when the world blows up, it takes everybody with it, including the ignorant. All I'm saying is, don't let this shit catch you by surprise. Know what's going on. Know what's happening. Awareness is essential. That's all I'm saying. Right? Awareness is essential. Be aware. Understand what's happening in the world. The information is out there. Right? I'm out there. Listen to me. Share my fucking podcast. Legit. Right? It's important that we are all mentally prepared for everything that's going on. Right? Be mentally prepared. Don't be out there just just taking shit easy like, oh, life is all sunshine and rainbows. It's not. It's not. We are fucked. I'm not saying don't have fun. Okay? Hey, girls, I'm not saying don't rock your fucking makeup. I'm not saying don't do your nails. I ain't saying that. All I'm saying is understand that nothing is normal right now. Right? We are fucked. I feel bad for the people in Russia. Legit, bruv. The fucking ruble is tumbling. Did y'all see what's happening to the ruble? At this rate, that shit, yo, bruv, Russia is gonna be Zimbabwe at this rate. All fucking facts. The ruble is just free-falling. Legit. And, bruv, that shit is gonna get fucking worse. The pain is going to compound, right? Because of this fucking decision by Western countries to restrict the Russian central bank's access to much of its 643 billion US dollars in foreign currency reserves. Undoing some of the Kremlin's careful efforts to soften the impact of potential sanctions and making it difficult for the bank to prop up the ruble. I feel bad for Russia. But most importantly, I feel bad for Ukraine. I was never a true banker. They are called So please, grab a Bible, grab a Quran, and pray for the people of Iran. Iranians are gonna need our prayers. Because... This war in Ukraine is creating a food crisis in the Middle East. Why? Well, because Russia and Ukraine export around 29% of the world's wheat. The crisis has sent food prices to a 13-year high. 
So pray for Iran. But you're brave. Vladimir Putin can circle the city of Kiev with tanks and, and con pops dick and, and other weapons of mass destruction. But Vladimir can never, can never win the heart and the soul of the Iranian people. Pray for the Middle East. Pray for peace. Pray for love. And of course, of course, pray for food. Because niggas are going to starve in the Middle East because of what's happening in Ukraine. We are doomed. Our species is fucked. And it's all because of money. Don't get it twisted. It's all because of power. And of course, it's all because of pussy. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. And like my dog, Ricky Rick Mercado, used to say, just in case you never hear from me again, please remember that this is not fear-mongering. No. Nah. <laughs> no. This right here is the truth. It's getting spooky. It's getting spooky. It's, 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 it's getting spooky. 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 Weird times. Global weirding. He was a rising star on TikTok, but his videos help police connect this young man to some serious crimes. As Fox News' Brandon Hudson tells us, he's now facing federal charges for armed robberies committed across our area. This is one of the TikTok videos police say they used to track down a suspected serial robber. Police say the guy with the fancy footwork is Chosen Hannah. A federal criminal complaint says those white Nike shoes with red accents match the shoes worn during four armed robberies between December 1st and February 1st. Police paperwork says Hannah held up the 7-Eleven in Commerce Township twice. He's also accused of robbing a marathon gas station in Dearborn and earlier this month, the Old West Tobacco in Novi. You know what's finna occur? In fact, this TikTok was posted by Hannah the same day Police say he committed the first robbery. When you give them back to the, the criminal complaint says an anonymous tip pointed Dearborn police to Hannah's TikTok profile. Investigators say the purple and pink hair was another big clue. Here's the thing: as we're going through the accused robber's TikTok profile, we're seeing that while police say he was committing all these robberies from December to February, he was still posting videos on TikTok and getting thousands of views. In the case of one video, several million. Well, I'm just surprised and shocked because a lot of people out here are, you know, are really good people, you know, so um, I'm just shocked, honestly. 
This neighbor lives on the street which federal documents say authorities did surveillance on Chosen Hannah twice between February 9th and 11th. Then on Wednesday, a warrant led police to find Hannah inside a home on Virgil in Redford. He later admitted to all four crimes. Police were surveilling the street. Did you see any, you know, unmarked cars or any police activity out of the ordinary on this street? No, I didn't see anything. I didn't see nothing out of the ordinary on the street. Um, it's been pretty quiet. My prayers go out to him and I hope that, you know, he can recover from whatever is making him do that. Brandon Hudson, Fox 2 News. Mikhail Fridman built his fortune in Vladimir Putin's Russia. A deal between his oil company and BP was endorsed by the Russian president and Tony Blair. Ukrainian-born and now based in London, he's been hit by European Union sanctions, but says he has no influence on the man waging war on his homeland. Imposing sanctions against us here just create enormous pressure for us personally but we do not have any impact for political decision. You say you have no links to Vladimir Putin, but despite the city of your birth being under attack, you've offered no condemnation. Some might conclude you're more concerned about your money than your country. What would you say to them? I'm also worrying about the country, but I'm first of all worrying about people who are working for us. You know, we have a lot of you know, very prominent people in the top management, the general image. As I said, it's hundreds of thousands of people working for us in, in, in Russia. And, you know, I, I don't want to, to make any comment which potentially could increase their risk. He controls a global business empire that runs from energy to retail from these London offices, benefiting, he says, from the transparency and security the city offers. Mikhail Fridman has not been sanctioned by the UK, but the government says it does have a list of oligarchs against whom it will take action as it tries to put pressure on Vladimir Putin by making life in London less comfortable and less lucrative for his super-rich allies. It's long been a magnet for foreign wealth and dirty money, says an author being sued this week for his expose of oligarchs. This is where you can hire the propaganda specialists, the PRs, the lawyers to defend your reputation. Um, and of course, you can buy everything from um, bits of universities to mansions and private school places. Also sanctioned by the EU, but not Britain, Uzbek billionaire Alicia Usmanov, seen here with Chelsea owner Roman Abramovich. A former shareholder in Arsenal and now sponsor of Everton, he says the allegations against him are false and will challenge the West's attempt to change the rules of the game. Paul Kelso, Sky News. Apple is taking a stand against Russia in response to the escalating war in Ukraine. The company paused product sales across the country and removed Russian state media outlets from the App Store. Apple has also disabled traffic and live incident maps in Ukraine as a safety measure for citizens. The world's largest shipping companies have also suspended shipments to and from Russia. They're citing major concerns over safety and operations. The move only increases Russia's isolation as global businesses cut ties with Moscow. And Russian oligarchs are feeling the sting of sanctions from around the world, with some calling for peace in Ukraine. Catherine Herridge has more on how the country's wealthiest are trying to shield their assets. 
The wealthiest Russian money, including Vladimir Putin's, has pushed out to sea. Data from marine traffic shows oligarch yachts on the move, including aluminum magnate Oleg Deripaska's $65 million Clio and oil executive Vajit Alexparov's $80 million Galactica supernova. No self-respecting oligarch exists without a super yacht. Uh, what we're seeing now is hightailing it on the high seas. The Biden administration created a task force to go after the oligarchs, yachts, their luxury apartments, their money and their ability to send their kids to fancy college in the West. Financier and anti-corruption advocate Bill Browder says the goal is to get oligarchs to pressure Putin to stop the war. We're not, we're not ready to engage in, in military warfare. And so there's an expression, we should fight them in the banks if we can't fight them with tanks. And cracks are appearing. Oligarch Mikhail Friedman founded one of Russia's largest private banks. So I do not believe that war would be a solution. And in his London newspaper, one oligarch's son, Yevgeny Lebedev, pleaded with the Russian president to, quote, save the world from annihilation. The financial pressure is really about undermining support for Vladimir Putin. Absolutely among rank-and-file Russians as well as the oligarchs who help control the economy. Even before Russia invaded Ukraine, this $100 million yacht, believed to be Putin's, left a German port for safer Russian waters. He's a former KGB agent, and he has worked his entire career to appear on the surface to be the common man, when below the surface it's apparent that he has significant wealth stored. So here to discuss this is Greg Miller. He's an investigative foreign correspondent for The Washington Post. So glad you're here. Um, my first question is, is any of this stuff going to actually work against these oligarchs? You know, Boris Johnson was kind of talking about the sanctions against three oligarchs uh, in the U.K., and the sanctions amounted to a third of their wealth. So they're, they're pretty plenty wealthy, even, you know, despite what's happening. Yeah, but but I think that already we're seeing the pain that they are experiencing. Uh, just in the comments of some of the oligarchs you just mentioned in your segment there, one of them, Kyle Friedman, was sanctioned by the European Union just two days ago and immediately issued a statement saying that how unfair this was, how punitive this was, how hard he would fight to get this reversed. I mean, this hits oligarchs where they feel it most, their ability to reach their wealth in the West. And the last thing many of them want to do is face a future in which they are confined to Russia, whether they are rich there or not, and, and unable to get to their apartments, the yachts, condos, private schools that are the spoils of their wealth. That is so fascinating. Um, so beyond that, though, if this war continues, which it looks like it's, it's not letting up anytime soon, do we expect these, the criticism that we're hearing from these oligarchs, which is very, very faint, do we expect it to get louder or is there just too much at stake? Is there more at stake going against Putin than there is, you know, risking the sanctions? Well, I mean, I spoke to a very seasoned State Department expert on this field who said that even as faint as it's been this week, the statements from Oleg Deripaska about needing pushing for peace, the statement from Mikhail Friedman saying this war is a mistake, 
are as loud as anything that any experts in this area have heard uh, since the end of the Cold War. So I think that these are substantial and significant signals. Mm. But you're right, they're very faint at this point, and it's hard to see yet whether this turns into a groundswell of opposition that threatens Putin. That's, that's the sort of big question looming over these economic measures that are being uh, pursued by the United States, the European Union, and here in the United Kingdom. Greg Miller, uh, I hope we can talk to you more about this, but we're running out of time because I think it's a fascinating area of conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Мені соромно, що у нас сьогодні 22-й рік, ви вже бачите, Успенський собор. Richard Engel from NBC News. Yeah. You just mentioned that you want to talk to Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin has so far not been willing to meet with him. Do you have a message for him now that Ukrainian cities are under attack, this city is under attack, a convoy is on its way here? Is there a way to prevent this war from escalating even further now? It's not about I want to talk with Putin. I think I have to talk with Putin. The world has to talk with Putin because there are no other ways to stop this war. That's why I have to. Let's pick up on this story now. The case against a 39-year-old man dubbed the South African Tinder Swindler has been postponed to next week Wednesday. Amon Namara, who allegedly defrauded at least three women, is facing charges of fraud, money laundering and theft. The Ugandan national allegedly lured his victims to the dating app Tinder, much like the Israeli conman Simon Leviv, whose swindling habits were brought to light in a Netflix documentary. Now, the Gauteng police are saying that Namara may have defrauded his victims of millions of rands, adding that uh, more women have been coming forward to report cases. Let's get the latest now from Mbali Tatane, who attended that particular case. Mbali, I suspect some of the viewers here will want to get some description from you of what the alleged Tinder swindler looked like, at least the South African version. Uh, I assume he must be an attractive man for him to get women to part with millions of rand. Well, certainly right, Koli, and you'd know that if you've watched that Netflix documentary, you'd know that those who are known as swindlers uh, through that dating app are always dressed to the nines. And I must say that when Amon Namara appeared at the Johannesburg Magistrates Court uh, this morning, I must say that uh, uh, he was indeed uh, dressed in a very expensive garment. Uh, he was dressed in a Gucci sweater. Uh, so if you've watched that Netflix documentary, it is quite synonymous uh, with those who commit such crimes. Uh, but of course, Koli, he did appear this morning, a very brief appearance. Uh, we understand that the state said it is not ready yet uh, to go ahead with a bail application. Uh, so indeed, we have seen that matter postponed uh, to next week, Wednesday. So we are expecting him uh, to then appear for his 
official bail application. He is South Africa's very own Tinder swindler or Santon swindler, as some have dubbed him on social media. But of course, just to give us a bit more information, Goli, in regards to this matter, we are joined by his lawyer. And of course, uh, we've seen your client appearing here this morning. Uh, he has also been dubbed uh, South Africa's very own version of the Tinder swindler. How is he doing? Um, I understand that he's been uh, behind bars now for a couple of days. Uh, that is correct. He appeared today in uh, Court 16, and uh, the reason for today's appearance was for his attorney to go on record. It was not set down for bail today. We tried to arrange Monday as soon as possible for him, but unfortunately the state indicated that they need a few days to prepare their opposition to the bail application. So the first suitable agreed day is Wednesday next week, where a formal bail application will be made. I haven't consulted with him properly as yet. I have not seen the charge sheet. I am consulting him on Monday, so I'll be in a better position to comment uh, uh, on the proceedings after my consultation. Some of the charges that we have been told by the police include that of fraud. Uh, has this also been communicated to you? Who has come forward uh, to come and report him? Are you expecting more people to also come, um, you know, when you try and get uh, your client uh, his bail application? At this point in time, there's only one uh, charge against him. The investigating officer of the team who was at court this morning indicated that there are possibilities of further counts being leveled against him. But at this stage, there's only one charge against him and nothing else has been confirmed as yet. Thank you very much. Of course, that is Eric. He is the lawyer there, Koli, for uh, Amon Namara. Of course, he's expected back to appear here at the Johannesburg Magistrates Court. Uh, but, of course, it's something that a story that has gained a lot of attraction uh, because of that uh, Netflix documentary in which we saw. Uh, so it's something that we will continue to monitor, especially in line of a number of romance fraud or romance crime stories. Uh, so it is going going to be quite an interesting uh, bail application which will take place next week and who knows that there will be more women who will come forward uh, to come forward and say that indeed that they have been victims of such crimes. He must be a very crafty individual indeed. The understanding from some of the reporting uh, we have seen Bali is that uh, some of the women are still battling with uh, the amount of debt that he allegedly uh, left them saddled with. All right, let's uh, leave it there. That's Mbali Titani uh, talking to us there, giving us an update on the back of that uh, uh, court appearance. Right now, the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, is delivering a national address. This, as his troops, Russian troops, continue their invasion of Ukraine. We've been listening to the speech, and so far, Putin says this war is justified in his view, and he says, contrary to what we have seen, that it is going according to plan. Let's get straight to CNN's international diplomatic editor. Nick Robertson, he's live in Moscow. Nick, what else are we hearing from the Russian president? Yeah, John, there was a, one strange thing about this broadcast for, for President Putin. He's normally really in control. He looked angry. We've seen him looking that way over the past week or so. Um, but at, uh, getting towards the end of his speech, he sort of finished and didn't seem sure if he was finished, got up and then sat back down again and then told a 
you know, the audience here that the war was going well, everything's on track, it's all up to speed. But I think the thrust of this speech was all about trying to keep Russians on track with him and with his war. Um, he spoke about giving posthumous medals to those soldiers who were killed, 498, according to the Russian military. That was announced yesterday. So here you have a day after, only seven days into the war as well, Putin handing out posthumous medals by name and saying that any family of a soldier who was killed would get $65,000, any family of a soldier injured, and that soldier presumably would get $40,000, also saying that there would be insurance for the soldiers. Presumably, he means in a medical context here. So Putin really trying to keep the country on board, even while his saying it's going on track. The evidence, of course, we see and hear it's not. Putin just made a statement in Moscow in which he said, quote, I will never give up my belief that Russians and Ukrainians are one people, despite the fact that part of Ukrainians were threatened and tricked by the Nazi nationalistic propaganda. What's your response and what does that tell you about his mindset? It's sickening and it's uh, echoing what, uh, you know, what his speech he gave before the violence began of uh, what he plans for Ukraine. I. Um, I, am, I wouldn't have said this maybe three or four days ago, but now I'm, and many others I talked to here are beginning to think that he's after invasion of the entire country. And as one of your previous analysts said, he already looks like he's building that land bridge, that coveted land bridge between the Russian mainland and Crimea, so it doesn't starve to water and other supplies. But um, you will see, Allison, because of this, uh, these types of statements, uh, a big, big increase in the number of people leaving the country. Right now, we're up to about one million. That could go up to five million. Um, I, I am heartened by the fact that my government, uh, the Trudeau government, just a few hours ago announced a um, unlimited resettlement program for Ukrainians. They can come to Canada uh, under ease rules and stay for a long time. And that's exactly what other countries like the United States need to do because. It doesn't look like, sadly, there's going to be a, a quick end to this. And just one more point. Um, as was pointed out, a lot of women and children are getting caught in the crossfire. And um, I'm telling you things today that is a hard, very, very hard for me to say because I was a spokesperson for UNICEF and other UN agencies. But it really hurts me, uh, it angers me, actually, that none of the UN agencies seem to be able to call out the aggressor Russia by name. Um, these are agencies that are tasked with saving the lives, protecting women and children. And if they're not willing to criticize Russia or Mr. Putin by name, we uh, we have a big problem on our hands. But, but I, Michael, I, I don't but remember Michael, this uh, type but, but of But what, what do you mean by that? What, what, how are they, you know, using kid gloves with Russia and Putin? So I'll give you an example. Uh, yesterday I was on the WHO press conference. Uh, the director general was speaking. I was the first one up to ask a question. We do this virtually. And I said, why is, why is it that, you know, in my day, we were able to call out the Myanmar generals or warring sides and wherever they're in the world. And today you can't seem to bring yourself to, to name Russia or Mr. Putin. They call them the warring sides. They use language like that. And the answer that was, well, we don't want to get involved in politics. But I think um, if, Big organizations like WHO or UNICEF aren't willing to call out Mr. Putin and Russia by name. Who will? These are these are organizations which were formed to prevent the sort of conflict that is happening right now. And yet, um, as you say, they're they're approaching this with kid gloves. It it has upset 
a lot of people, a lot mm -hmm. of people who either work or have worked for the organization. Yeah. Steve, very quickly, uh, President Zelensky of Ukraine thinks that it's not just Ukraine, the entire country that Putin wants. He's say, suggesting that Putin will be emboldened if he gets Ukraine and he'll go further. Do you think that's true? Well, it's certainly something to be concerned about. I mean, remember how this started. We're just helping, Putin said, you know, the Donbass region, which is, you know, under, under horrific attack by the Ukrainians, which is, of course, is a lie. So, you know, now he's in all of Ukraine, that's clear. So after that, what's next, the Baltic states? I mean, we do have to think, okay, where, where, where are we actually gonna stop Putin? And I agree with Michael, we have, we have to stand, people have to stand up, organizations, companies, governments have to stand up and call him out and say, look, this is it, enough is enough. You're not gonna go any further. ABC News contributor and retired General Robert Abrams. General, good to see you. Uh, tonight it appears that Russian troops have succeeded in occupying the southern Ukrainian city of Kherson. How significant is this and do you think that we'll see more cities fall to Russia? Good evening, Lindsay. The, 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 the reports of Kherson falling under Russian control bear some significance and let me explain. Uh, one, it gives the Russian forces a toehold on the western side of the major river that runs north-south through Ukraine, the Dnieper River. And, and that gives them some tactical advantage should they want to continue further to the west. Um, secondly, uh, that is the major um, uh, river that is used for commerce to get out to the Black Sea. So by the Russians holding it in the future, it'll, it'll begin to hold um, elements of the Ukrainian economy hostage because they, the Russians will be able to control whether they can get out to the Black Sea or not. Um, in, in the grand scheme, if there's not a lot of other major cities that uh, fall under Russian control in the coming days, this will will have less significance over time. But it is a concern, and we should keep an eye on it. And we discussed this as well with Representative Castro, but I do want to bring the same question to you. We're hearing reports that Russian troops may be short on food and fuel. How would Russia handle these kinds of shortages and, and could it help potentially turn the tide here? Well, there, there you can tell, um, and there's plenty of reporting that, that supports this, that um, they have outrun their supply lines. They, they, they did believe that this was going to be a short, fast affair, and um, they're not and for extended operations over extended distances. In the military, we call it operational reach, right? But if you think of a prize fighter, um, when, they, when they measure how far they can jab, uh, they don't want to get out too far away from their body because then they become unprotected. And that's exactly what's happened with the Russians right now. So this could, if they, if the Russian army is not able to fix their logistics problems, um, it's going to have a significant impact on their ability to uh, accomplish their. And and I, I agree with other people. Time is not on the Russian army's side. And the more days that go by where they're not able to solve their problems is uh, in the best interest of the of Ukraine and their armed forces. Another major headline tonight is that massive Russian convoy closing in on the capital city of Kyiv. Do you think that Kyiv could fall? And, and if it does, what would happen next? Lindsay, it's really difficult to predict what's going to happen tactically uh, on, on the battlefield. Um, but I will tell you that I think all of us are inspired uh, by President Zelensky, by the mayor of Kyiv, and by the people of Kyiv, and and you know from the from Ian and and other um, news agencies that are on the ground reporting, 
Um, they are unbelievably resilient and they refuse. So I think it will be a very difficult fight. You can't ever predict the outcome. Um, but if you if history is an example, you got to go back to World War II. Um, there was a siege of St. Petersburg for about 900 days. 800,000 civilian casualties, a lot of them starved. But these uh, Ukrainian people are determined to not give up their country, and uh, they are certainly not going to give up Kyiv without a fight. General Abrams, we thank you so much for your time. Phillips, so glad you're streaming with us today. As thousands of people flee the violence in Ukraine, worrying accounts now of racial discrimination are being reported throughout the evacuation efforts. The United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees is now confirming to us that there are cases of discrimination in admitting refugees. One Congo native saying he was discriminated against while trying to board a train out of Ukraine. Take a listen. They even told us like, we are going to give you guns and you're going to fight for Ukraine. I said, hi, we're going to fight for Ukraine. We are not Ukrainian. We are black. So how can we fight? How can we fight for Ukraine? <laughs> if we fight for Ukraine, we are going to, to die first because we are black. When they will see, oh, look at those black people. I think they are from, <laughs> they are from NATO. So, so we have to kill them first. So how can how can how could they think that way? Come on, Ukraine. Wow. Our ABC News Marcus Moore with us now for more outside that train station in Poland. Marcus, I mean, here we are in the middle of a humanitarian crisis. People are still finding a way to dehumanize others, specifically others in need. Uh, Kira, it is an ugly truth that is uh, once again bubbling to the surface in the midst of a war, um, in the midst of a humanitarian crisis that is is now unfolding here in, in Poland and and U Ukraine and in neighboring countries. And you heard from that that gentleman there. He's 34 years old. He's lived in Ukraine for the past nine years, uh, originally from Congo, and he said he left uh, the Republic of Com Congo. Uh, for a better life, to escape the, the political uh, situation, the strife there. And here he is once again now having to leave another country and is facing uh, discrimination. Just a little bit more about what he said, Kira, that he and others endured as they tried to leave um, Ukraine. He is uh, in Dnipro, or lived in Dnipro, which is just south of, of Kiev. And um, at one point on the train that he was trying to get on with so many other refugees, he said that the, the, the guards there uh, said that only women and children would be allowed to, to board the trains that were headed west. And that then they saw that there were white men who were allowed to get on, but that the people of color were barred from getting onto that train. And it was a moment of disbelief for him and certainly one of frustration. Uh, and he said that he would have gotten it on, on video, um, how the guards were aggressive, he said, towards the people of color um, if he had had the time. But in the midst of the chaos, uh, it was not his first thought to record what was happening. Uh, but certainly, as you know now, there have been a number of reports of, of discrimination that have unfolded in the midst of this mass exodus from Ukraine. And it's certainly very upsetting to him. But Kira, 
he said something very uh, striking. Uh, for anyone who has been to that part of the world, and, and obviously uh, the, the population is mostly white in Ukraine and in, and in this part of the world, um, and he said that to be black uh, in Ukraine, um, that you expect to be treated a certain way. And so uh, on a certain level, uh, he wasn't surprised by what happened, uh, but certainly he was uh, saddened and frustrated today about what they all experienced. You know what, if you don't mind, let's take a listen to another part of your exchange with him, Marcus, and talk a little bit more. It was clear. It was clear. Because we are black. That's why they were acting that way. Come on. We are black people in a white country. We already know the way they were gonna act with us. So for me, it's nothing. Wow, that's amazing. It's nothing. You know, I wonder how many others are facing a similar situation, Marcus. I mean, could he give you any insight on that? Are you meeting others with a similar type of story? Yeah, he he said that that if it was a person of color, man or woman, that there seemed to to be a a, a different experience for them, and uh, that at at one point, uh, some of them were even pushed and, and shoved um, and beaten, is is what he said. So, but in particular, uh, he said that if you appeared to be from Africa, uh, that that you were subjected to um, clear discrimination, and and even tonight. Uh, Kira, um, we have heard reports of uh, of incidents where uh, people from who appear to be from Africa um, have been harassed by uh, members of, of, of right wing uh, organizations. Uh, even tonight, um, and that there was an incident where the police had to show up uh, to near one of the border crossings uh, to allay the situation that that was happening there. Uh, don't have a lot of details on it, uh, but we know that it's something that has uh, occurred. Uh, this evening and it gives you some sense of the climate here and and what these refugees uh, who are already having to uproot their lives and go into an unknown future uh, some of them are being faced or met uh, with, with just ugly discrimination uh, as they try to find safety it's tough to hear but uh, Marcus we appreciate you being there and giving us the story and, and in an in-depth way as well Marcus Moore thank you first glance, it appears a peaceful sanctuary, which is why those bombed out of Kharkiv sought refuge here. But a closer look shows the village of Yakivlivka was anything but safe. Last night it was devastated by what locals say were four Russian airstrikes, and this was the result. The body of Victor lies in front of the home where he perished. As firemen search for that of his wife, Oksana, still buried under its ruins. What we're seeing here is the true face of this Russian invasion. President Putin doesn't seem to care whether civilians are caught by his shells and rockets. He's not liberating this country, he's destroying it. There is no hearse for the bodies. One week on and this war has already robbed the dead of their dignity and left the living seething with fury. Putin, you should die, he says. 
In Natasha's garden, they're sifting the rubble for anything worth salvaging. She was sheltering nine people in her home, including several young children. Their car had been shot as they ran the gauntlet from the city. And two children were here. She shows me where they were sleeping when the first missile hit. The shockwave ripped through every room, lacerating them all with glass. Across the street, a garden hewn apart by the impact. The blast so powerful it overturned cars, the crater so deep you could bury one inside it. People are left sifting through what's left without the support of any aid agencies, wondering what will come next. As the shelling continues to echo across this shattered community. There is no obvious military target here, just a village which tried to offer shelter to those in need. Dan Rivers, ITV News, Eastern Ukraine. This is what Russian President Vladimir Putin unleashed on Ukraine. This is how some news organizations in the U.S. have been covering Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Russia's full-scale invasion. Russian invasion. Russia attacking Ukraine's fuel deposits. And this is how it's described on Russian state television. The two sides, they really have wildly different descriptions of what's going on because the Kremlin is really conscious of public opinion. State broadcasters have been reinforcing Russian President Vladimir Putin's narrative that Ukraine and its Western allies pose threats to his country. With ongoing global coverage of the war and a deluge of information on social media, Russian state media outlets are using maps and dismissing Western media reports to send its own message about the invasion of its next-door neighbor. To understand why Putin decided to attack, you first need to know how he sees Ukraine's relationship to Russia. So the state media has been giving its viewers a geography lesson. This is a map of Ukraine today, which was a Soviet state before it gained its independence in 1991. Here, parts of the country are broken up into sections. The reporter says that these areas aren't really Ukraine's, but were gifts from past Russian and Soviet leaders. And this yellow part in the middle is the only section that's labeled as Ukrainian territory. Maps like these, the idea is to really shape public opinion and give this, this kind of historical backing for their current operation in, in Ukraine. And this historical context was reiterated in Putin's nearly hour-long speech days before the invasion. Putin seems to have been focused on history, 
when it comes to Ukraine, and uh, he has um, always uh, mentioned Ukraine where it has been part of Russia and it should continue to be part of Russia. Back in 1991, Ukrainians held a referendum that overwhelmingly supported independence from the Soviet Union. And this decision was backed by Russia. And as a sovereign state, several years later, Ukraine asked to join NATO. But Putin objected because this would bring the military alliance closer to Russia's doorstep, a concern that his predecessor shared after the breakup of the Soviet Union. So he demanded that the alliance guarantee Ukraine would not get membership. And when there were none... The state media has amplified this narrative, that the conflict with Ukraine isn't Russia's fault, but the U.S. and its Western allies are to blame. В планах США навязать Европе войну с Россией. Безответственные западные политики создают угрозы для нашей страны. A few days after the invasion, Putin raised the stakes again. Перевести силы сдерживания российской армии в режим, в особый режим несения боевого дежурства. He ordered the country's nuclear forces to be put on alert as the U.S. and its allies stepped up pressure with new sanctions. Что гарантированно уничтожают США и все страны НАТО в придачу. And Russian state media echoed his message. Putin предупреждал, пугать Россию не надо. State media programs are also running disinformation segments. This newscast shows what it claims to be a tweet from CNN about an American who died during the invasion of Ukraine. No American casualties have been reported during the war, and the Twitter account was suspended. CNN said the tweet was fabricated and the account not affiliated with the news organization in any way. The Russian state media channel Russia24 didn't respond to a request for comment. Russian state media have also repeated the Kremlin's position that there are no threats to civilians and that it's only targeting military installations. К мирным жителям и городам отношения реально бережные. In the first week of war, Ukrainian officials said the invasion's civilian death toll had reached 2,000. These outlets, they're propagating, you know, the, the Kremlin line that uh, this is a limited operation and also saying that Russia needs to demilitarize Ukraine. They're really saving the population in eastern Ukraine. The Kremlin wants that the, the, the domestic audience sees Russia not as an aggressor. Before the invasion, many Russians agreed with the Kremlin line on Ukraine. About 60% of those surveyed in Russia say tensions in Ukraine are the fault of the U.S. and NATO, according to a Russian independent pollster. But the Kremlin's narrative isn't getting to everyone in Russia. Across the country, people have been protesting Putin's decision to invade. So to continue shaping public opinion, the country's communications regulator ordered all media outlets, including independent ones, to only use official government sources. The government watchdog and state media organizations didn't respond to a request for comment. And as the West has started to cut off Russia from the global financial system, ordinary citizens are starting to feel the pain, lining up at ATMs to pull out cash as the Russian currency has plummeted. Я не знаю, чего ожидать даже, потому что последствия могут быть непредсказуемыми. Может закрыться Макдональдс, где каждый день кушаю. Также курс, курс рубля. Не знаю, справится ли с этим Центробанк. And this could provide the Kremlin another opportunity to cast the U.S. and its allies as Russia's aggressors as the war in Ukraine continues. Anxiously watching the currency exchange as the ruble's value keeps plummeting. Many residents here in St. Petersburg expressed pessimism about the direction of the Russian economy. 
все катится к чертям. Других слов нет. А, все будет гораздо хуже, и не только с экономической точки зрения. Вот. For the past several days, Russians have been lining up at banks and ATMs, hoping to withdraw cash while they still can. That's due to devastating international sanctions directed at Russia's financial sector. Moscow's public transportation department is warning residents they might have problems using Apple Pay, Google Pay or Samsung Pay for their fares because VTB Bank, which is under sanctions, handles those payments. Visa and MasterCard have also blocked multiple Russian banks from their network to comply with sanctions. Economists say all these restrictions are impacting the quality of daily life. Now the problem is that the Russian public is extremely unhappy with their Master and Visa card not working, Apple Pay not working, uh, not being able to travel abroad. And the impact of the sanctions could have a knock-on effect on the economies of neighboring countries in Central Asia. Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan and Uzbekistan rely heavily on labor remittances sent home by migrant workers in Russia. According to the World Bank, remittances account for 30 percent of Tajikistan's gross domestic product. For Kyrgyzstan, it's 28 percent and nearly 12 percent for Uzbekistan. Already, several cross-border payment companies have suspended their money transfer services in Russia, citing the risk of running afoul of sanctions. The Jackass movies are some of my favorite things in the world. Thank you. I really think they're the greatest. Matt, I, I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you. I'm a huge fan of yours, too. Oh, Jeez, Louise. But the, the Jackass movies, I remember going to see them, and I was you know, pretty miserable personally at the time, and uh, the first one came out. And I never watched the show, so I got, I just, I knew what it was, Yeah, but I never watched, to me, just from a distance, I was like, I don't want to see that. I don't care about skateboards and stuff, so I just thought, it's like skateboard kids. Yeah. And it was MTV, and I was uh, prejudiced against it because I thought it was young MTV people. And then I watched the movie, so I'm grateful I never saw that TV show, because then the movie is such a punch in the face. So I watched the first movie, and I was I, holding the seat in front of me, and like just quivering i couldn't stop laughing yeah. tears just pouring out of my face oh. i mean i never la it's the hardest i laughed up to that point in my life i think wow but and then they you look around and there's a whole theater of people like is convulsing and that's such a great healing thing mm -hmm. you know and i always saw i heard of jackass as being some dumb thing like the the dumbest people <laughs> but there's but when you watch it it's like there's something like art, art artistic about it like french like the guy Lafitte or whatever his name is, uh, uh, the ki the guy who walked across the the Philippe Petit. Philippe Petit. It's like that level of like there's a beauty to it. Like they, the fact that they do creatively conceived violent shit to themselves. Yeah. And then when it's over, the person who got hurt is really hurt. It's not like they're like, yeah, man. There's no bravado in it. Right. There's fear that you get to see in their eyes, and then you see how upset they are, and then you see the other guys just laughing their fucking heads off. That's such a great. It's like that's just stripping humanity down to the most basic thing of like watching ourselves hurt ourselves mm -hmm. and then laughing really fucking hard. Because your friend got hurt. Yeah, and then the my favorite is when it gets just messy. Like they have these intricate things, but then there's one where they're in the hotel room. I think they can't even stop. So they're in the hotel room between shooting and what's his name wants to he's going to piss in a snow cone and then eat it. Right. <laughs> so he eats some and then he throws up yellow 
throw piss throw up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then someone just walks up and kicks him in like in the asshole, like in the anus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kicking and thoughtless. Everyone's punching each other in the balls. They're oh, just going to work to write. Oh. They're just coming in with a sandwich. You get punched yeah. in the balls. Like, was yeah. that necessary? Yeah. The cameras aren't even on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just trying to get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Wow. All three of them are fucking great. Wow. Those Thank movies. you. Yeah. Mostly they would they would consider white people first. White people first, Indian people, Arabic people, before black people. As long as you are black, no one likes you. I remember they punched a certain black guy, a policeman in Ukraine, punched a certain black guy for nothing. He was shocked for nothing. Yes. So like I said earlier on, they consider white people before considering black people. Yes. And after that, we, we, we went to the, to the train station, and they will, they will not let us in. And when, when they did let us in, they, they were like, you have to give us money, because this is, this, is not, this is not free for you, because you are foreign, this is not free for you. You have to pay for it. Maybe it's, it's a war. Maybe people start feeling stressed. They want their people to get first. Of course, everyone wants their, their people to be safe. So they had to express that in, in a way. So I understand that, but at the same time, you should at least yeah, say it in a nice way. In uh, Ukraine, there is some some kind of these battings. There, there are uh, so many people there, and the police uh, don't let. Uh, they do like a kind of racism against foreigners. Uh, they let Ukrainian people cross first, and then they let us cross. But uh, I don't uh, speak in general. There is some few cases that do that. My children will not come to school on Monday with a mask on, all right? That's not happening. And I will bring every single gun loaded and ready to, I, I will call every- Jane, That's three minutes. You, you come past your time. It's a policy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'll see y'all on Monday. Maui. My beloved baby daddy, please shoot all these fools. Our cyborg kids want to update their software. Beep 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 bop. I'm a robot, baby. Allah sent me here to destroy humanity. I love you. Allahu Akbar bitches.